It's the Tiltcast, episode 361. She sounds hideous. And this week, guys, we talk more Red Dead Redemption 2, Battletech, Seven Days to Die, and Mutineer Zero. Stay tuned. She sounds hideous. Is this Jake from State Farm? It's a lot of clicking. It is. (laughs) And the three cans open. Indeed. It is the Tiltcast. It is December 28th. It is. And you will have just gotten the episode. That's like two weeks late. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Soon, TM. <laughs> um, it, it, it was partially my fault. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, what I did, uh, I guess I should introduce people. I'm Nas. Yeah, I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. Yo. And if it's your first time to the show, you're going to hear some bullshit up front. And then it's going to get video gaming towards the end. More bullshit. And some more bullshit. Of course, bullshit. But, bullshit. Um, yes, we've been doing this now for, what, seven or eight years? Fuck, man. It's been, like, forever. Uh, it seems like fucking forever. I don't know. I, I was talking to somebody about the fucking uh, podcast. I, 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 I mention it every so often. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to do this podcast on Friday and... Well, uh, I mean, and, if you and, just and record and and we've missed weeks, yeah. So, three hundred and fifty something episodes. Well, I mean, yeah, divided by fifty-two weeks is going to be pretty close to seven years. It's pretty close, yeah. Um, yeah. I think seven years is pretty good ac- estimate. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty eleven, I think, is when this started. I think we've only missed like you know, I can count the amount on my fingers and maybe some toes. Well, I mean, weeks. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. No. Not counting technical issues. Well, there was I mean, one that was just destroyed this year. So. If you think about it now, um, Rusty and I both have been on for a majority of the Tiltcast's episodes. Uh, uh, you guys actually have. Yeah. We, At we've, this point, we've, we've, a you guys are vast majority. You guys are two-thirds... Of the, of two the show. Two-thirds th- two invested. We've We've crossed the hump. <laughs> Yeah. So you guys are now the tenure. Oh boy, I remember when I was a red shirt. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago we did this. Uh, we called me and Trent called Rusty and Jason the red shirts, and then there was Reximus Prime. Yep. Um, who else was a red shirt? Grandpa Earl. Grandpa Earl has been a red shirt. Fucking Scott Matt. has been a red shirt. Scott. Uh, yeah, but Matt and Matt's was is an inconsistent member. Right. Yeah. Um, he comes on. Pretty much whenever I ask him or if he's just got nothing going on. Right. Yep. Oh, he just wants to hang out. Well, for Casey the longest time, his work too. schedule wouldn't allow for it either. True. Matt's been uh, working nights for four years. Originally, he and I were supposed to be alternating members like every yeah. other week. Yeah, Matt was on somewhat regularly four or five years ago. Well, fuck, I was yeah. talking about some, you know, talking about this. I actually posted on my, you know, on the uh, Warframe Discord for my clan. Um, you know, they're like, what do you, what kind of side pro- projects do you do? And I said, well, I'd do a podcast and here, here's the link to some of the episodes. Uh, I've been on it for like what, 200 ish episodes or so. You guys came in like Something the 140s like or that. 150s range somewhere uh, there. Yes. Maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. But right. I don't have the titles saved anywhere. Now, if you go to our archive at tillcast.com, just go to episodes and then archive. There's a little link up there. Right. And it literally has every MP3 yep. every recorded for Tiltcast on there, but they don't have the descriptions anymore. 
They don't have, we still say the episode title's at the beginning. Right. Um, but they're not dated like we have been doing for about the last, what, year or two? Yeah, we've been, we've I, that, The original reason for that was not really, like, I've been trolling you about it, but it's not, that wasn't actually the original reason. <laughs> the original reason is I was going back through the archive and it's like, I wonder when that was. Right. So that's yeah. actually the reason for the earth, yeah. the date that we put at the beginning. But yeah, it In started fact, out actually, as a troll just to get me to fucking actually do things. Actually, uh, Rusty's in my first episode where we guessed it, guessed it was actually Money Shot, and that was back like in the 120s <laughs> that was, was brought up on the discord I too i was giving people uh <laughs> handles for a while when this first started yep i don't remember what my handle was but i remember i was i gave trent something really shitty just to patrol him and i can't remember what it was i can you'll be nosticles to me for it was uh <laughs> what was i calling him the trent bag trent bag <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that creative but it was kind of funny I don't know. Because I, me and him were raging douchebags to each other on the show when we first started, which yeah. is pretty funny. And I ended up with fucking money shot because of Gunzerker and fucking Borderlands 2. And I just came in and I was so like, think man, about money shot was the best fucking skill ever. When uh, Borderlands 2 came out, that's when Rusty came on the show. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. That's was... about when both of you were. And I was living in an apartment. We did this around a coffee table with a really shitty Sennheiser mic. Right. And then. Well, well Yeah. And and then we ended up with the snowball that was phased infinitely, out this year. Infinitely more convenient, though. Right, right, right. But the most convenient setup we've ever had has been a snowball, and we yeah. phased it out because you know audio quality is a thing nowadays. Uh, and, well, I was talking to an old buddy who was saying he noticed a big jump in audio quality of listening to the show. Well, that's good. And that's I'll, good. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Lebowski on uh, Steam, my friend Travis. Hell yeah. Um, old World of Warcraft buddy with me and Matt. World of Warcraft, man. Yeah. Been him and <laughs> wow. Jake from State Farm, Matt, and a guy named TJ. <laughs> Call him Jake from State Farm because he sounds like Jake from State Farm and his name's Jake. <laughs> Does he wear khakis? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> she sounds hideous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. oh my god i'm gonna uh i may uh remind (laughs) travis about this episode so he controlled jake of course (laughs) i may may dedicate this episode to jake totally needs to have him good times this is some great shit man oh man um the uh so a lot's gone on right we're in the middle of we just got done with holidays and part of the release schedule too was making sure we have time for friends and family right yep um jason is i'm hoping done remodeling shit he should be are you is there a bathroom can you can you poop in there now oh yeah there's a bathroom uh basically all i have left is you you have left right that's what i was thinking the main thing that's been it's uh, been three weeks no, actually, it's been two, sir. Uh, the main thing keeping no. me from uh, no uh, from painting and uh, well, it's been this is week two since I finished the majority of the work. The main thing keeping us from finishing paint. Um, you would have had paint done by now. And installing the new vanity is that I met. I spent a few days last week trying to uh, work out the wiring for the new vent fan heater light combo. 
that we got. Oh, that's the hopefully not venting straight to the attic now, right? Oh, yeah, I fixed that back when we got insulation. Okay. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he had that done. I fixed that a, a few years a duck, ago. I put a duct yeah. over that sucker. <laughs> but um, crazy. Um, since it's got this new combo, the wiring in my house is all kind of funky. Old. Um, all of the, uh, well, it's not that old. It's old enough. It's only about 12 years old. It's but, still old enough. Um, no, that's newer than my house. When they... Yeah. When they rewired it, though, it wasn't done right. They rewired all of the light receptacles, including the outlet that my main entertainment center is on. Yes. Uh, so all the light switches that control that outlet, all of the you know fans in the house, all that, all of that's wired to a single twenty amp breaker. What? Right. Including the bathroom. Oh, that's great. I right. no wonder if fucking tripped the breaker every time the fucking heater came on. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine this if you have the... And, it, and the it's all on the same circuit as right. the TV. Of yeah. course. <laughs> so imagine you have the entertainment center in the in the living room on, and you turn on space heaters. Big 70-inch televisions. Fucking boom. Video game Actually, systems. I figured out which outlets to plug the heaters into. In those two rooms, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't have ever be a problem. It shouldn't have ever been there. But man, I'm just quick sidebar. When I first got this house, like I, I had the old heater in here before I got it replaced, right? And I had a space heater plugged into the living room. Uh, Not a big one, just a regular. I spent about thirty bucks or forty bucks on it, right? Ceramic. Um, that thing drew so hard, like the light stemmed anytime I plugged that thing in. Yeah. and turn it on. And then I had it on, and I did thankfully didn't leave it on all yeah. night. But I left that thing on, and it got really hot, and then I started smelling plastic. And I look over, and the thing's fucking smoking. <laughs> and then I did that weird ninja thing you do with your big toe, and I grabbed the cord like somehow that wouldn't shock me as bad, and I yanked it out of the wall. <laughs> and then I grabbed oven mitts, and I threw it out in the snow. <laughs> and well, there it sat all me, there. And then it sat for way. a day. So... All the all the light switches <laughs> in the house are wired to this one breaker, including the bathroom, which also has a GFI outlet on it. And the, the, the for those that don't know, the one that trips when the one that trips right when, when shit overloads it. Um, Just that one thing, though. So the uh, the original vent fan was wired to one switch, and the outlet and the original light fixture was wired to the other one. Right. Generally, these combo units go on a three-switch system. But me being me and knowing that the fan and the light on the heater combo don't draw any more power than a light fixture for the most part, Uh, attempted to wire the fan and the light to the fans to the uh, original light switch along with the light fixture that's still there in the GFI outlet and wire the heater to the fan switch. That makes no sense. The whole thing doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when I when I tried wiring this this way, something uh, amazing happened when I spliced it in. After I spliced it in, you could turn the switches on and everything would work right as long as something was pulling power off of that GFI outlet. But... Only when something was pulling power off the outlet. So what? Uh, you run yeah. a hair dryer and then you turn the heater on? <laughs> no, you 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 
you plug in a hairdryer, turn it on, and the lights and the vent fan come on. <laughs> the heater works perfectly because I wired it directly to the, the old you fan switch. You outlets acting as a switch. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so that's not right. So No, it's not right. <laughs> so then I spend another night um, trying to figure out exactly why that's happening. And turns out the wiring actually runs to the light fixture that was originally in, in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And then the, from there down. The, the outlet is spliced off of that. Oh, my God. And then the wall switch on the wall is literally just in there as a circuit break. What? To kill the power. So power is actually live to the to the box for the light fixture and not to the switch. Uh, Jason, just call John from Carousel since he <laughs> is a licensed electrician. Give him 20 bucks and have him spend an hour no, fixing it. No. So, so I, I've already gotten there. I know what I need to do. I just haven't had time to do it yet. Oh, my God. So so day three, on day three, <laughs> night three on figuring this out after work. Um, I discover that the the Does issue was you're baking brownies every time you poop. <laughs> yeah, no. So I finally get it. I finally get it split in right so that it works properly. But now I'm tripping the fucking breaker every time I turn shit on. That's probably why they had it set that way. No, what's happened? What what started happening was it started overloading. The switches. Oh my god! So, I now have to come back, install a new twenty amp switch instead of a fifteen amp switch. That's a triple, and wire the the new vent fan and light fixture correctly directly to the third switch. You have to, you have to, you have to do it properly this time. Instead of trying to jerry rig everything together, yes. The whole place is jerry rigged. <laughs> I exactly. I feel like there's some kind of he's got switches a fire hazard he's, here he's got he's got a fucking power switch right next to his door that has been permanently fucking taped over since I've known the man and if you flip the fucking switch on that it turns his fucking like whole entertainment, entertainment system off. off yeah why the fuck would you have that connected to a switch well, what? it's a lamp switch, because it sounds like. That, that outlet was originally meant, like, for configuration purposes for, like, a lamp to be plugged into. It just so happens that I love my TV enough that I don't want sun glare in it, so I put my TV on that side of the living room which instead is directly of the other fr- side. Which is directly which in is front, directly of, the in front only... of the only windows in the living room. Right. <laughs> so, I get a lot of shit for living in a fucking cave. Because I don't open my fucking windows. I, I work nights, so that's kind of a thing. But I've got blackout curtains on everything. I don't have fucking any natural light coming into my fucking apartment. This man goes one fucking step further and says, fuck that window. I don't want to even fucking see that window. And if the fucking window is open, I can't watch TV because fucking sun is glaring directly into my eyes past the fucking television. I don't know anymore. He might have gotten a TV big enough to actually cover the entire window. Actually, no. I got a bigger TV, but the problem is now it's slower. The, bevel, the bevels are so much smaller than they used to be that more of the window's actually exposed than was with my old TV. <laughs> you, you can always wear sunglasses while you watch TV. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, for... 
really sunlight through the windows is only a problem for the first couple hours after sunrise. After that, because my house is actually sitting down at the bottom of a hill, after that the sun's up high enough that it doesn't really affect it. Still. He's got a TV but in front of his fucking still, <laughs> anyway, his <only> window. <laughs> I've I've discovered two things through all of this. One if I want to wire anything new into my house, I have to fucking jerry rig and troubleshoot that shit until it works right. <laughs> yes. And two Or you could do it right the first time. My next major investment after the bathroom and the roof soon is Actually, having somebody come out and actually come out and rewire my fucking breaker box—that's uh, not a cheap job. No, and no, it's not. You're probably going to end up having to spring for new fucking runs. Like mm. I had looked at, I asked for an estimate for how much it would cost to rewire the house. So I had those problems, and it was partially related to how the HVAC was wired. Mm. But um, prior to that, I'd asked somebody to come out here and just give me a quote on what it would cost to rewire the house. Because it kept kicking off the power. Yeah. And uh, that was $10,000. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, I had just now, got in the house and I was like, well, I hope it don't burn to death. No. <laughs> that's it. Well, I'm yeah. just going to have to deal. And then six months later, I ended up I, getting the new HVAC and I, I have do a have, since. I do have a, a a family friend that will do it for a couple grand. But... But but still, that's a couple grand after right. I've already it's, spent a ton of money on the bathroom materials. and still need to take a loan out to do the roof. Yeah, sometime so, soon. Yeah. So yeah, that that'll have to wait. Aside from that, since we last recorded, I've put about another thirty-five hours into Red Dead Redemption. Oh my God. 20-ish of those hours being in the last Tuesday and Wednesday this week. He's he's putting he's put 34 more hours into that game than I have. <laughs> I feel like I'm about halfway through or at least like closing in on the last third. You're at about three quarters based on what you um, told me. Um I it's not good to say where you're at because I'm, if you haven't played the game it won't make it will make sense too much. Ha- has it been long enough that no. it can no. get slightly spoilery? No. No. We'll do that. No. We're going to do a cast right. and we will do some of that, but. No. Mm. Motherfucker. I intend to play that game sometime. Let, let me just say that. I did a, buy it. At a certain point. I own it. Arthur's story becomes a little heartbreaking. Okay. At a certain point. That's, I mean, I, I have survived the original Red Dead Redemption. I think I can deal. I this is actually pretty close to topping John's heartbreaking moments. I think this is better. It, okay, it is. It it's is a, totally. It's better. a more polished game, and I you you I actually heard, get more invested in Arthur than you did in John. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right. I uh, I also uh, think Arthur's a better character. It's just better written, and honestly, it's hard for a lot of people to top the quality of game that's there and the level of detail that's there because of how many people I was to not directly quote them, but to quote some things I heard, right. I was listening to giant bomb talk about it. They were in their game of the year marathon right now. And they were saying, you know, you got 
several million man hours that are in this game, like it's hard for any company to beat that. Like there's just not there was like ten thousand people that worked on that game. Right. For five years. Well that's a lot of hours. Yeah. And they were setting records with how many hours they were working weekly to get that game done. It sometimes to Sometimes it was not the best of uh, best of stories to get those hours, though. I mean, that's, that was imagine, one of the things that came up this year. So I'll tell you this, too. Like, I was looking at um, other types of jobs, right? And I was looking to see what it would what it would be. One of the things I wanted to do a long time ago was become a game developer of sorts. I used to make mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead maps. And I was looking at who pays the best. Um, Rockstar pays the best by a long shot. Average pay there is in the eighty thousand dollar range. They also have one of the longest development times of all the developers. But I'm just saying that also means long work. Long I mean, they hours. don't. But they if don't. you're getting paid that kind of money, uh, I and don't know. That's a mid tier position. I mean, Think yeah. about though; they only release a game once every few years. It's not like, but they're, when they do, it's, they're fucking huge. But these are massive GTA Five has been printing the money for fucking ages. Shit, That's, ten years now. Well, close to it. It's not no, ten it's years. not ten years because GTA Five came out after you guys were on the show. Right. It, GTA it's been five is or like twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Something like that. They were doing concurrent development on both games. And the thing is, is you know the GTA if, if Five online do, is what was bringing, it's bringing them all the cash. Well, out. and they with concurrent development. What I'm getting at oh, is they so, they yeah, didn't five um, years. Sorry, they have to do the concurrent development stuff because there's no way they'd be releasing anything. It's not like they stopped that then started Red Dead. I think they were doing Red Dead in the early stages while they were finishing GTA. You know of course, I mean? those guys stay busy. Of course, um, I just yeah. but I was looking at like you know the amount of money those guys make. And they've got some profit sharing options, and there's a lot of other things there that they do get. And if you're committed to that kind of work, like I could do something like that if that's what I wanted to do. But the thing is, is I can make that kind of money and then have time to play video games. So right. So I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. So the problem I have is, you've been. I've always been told to, you know, to keep what you love and what you work on separate. You know, if if you if you love something and then you end up working on it, then every time you look at that thing, it's then work instead of what you enjoy. So I really love playing video games. And while it seems like a fucking no brainer to get a job in video games and working on video games, it just seems like if I went and did that then I would always see behind the curtain. You know, I would well, always see all of the, the workings of something. I won't say exactly who it is, but I've got a few people I know that are in the games industry, and I've even more than the obvious one that you, you guys know right. about. And the people I know that do work in the games industry tend to have these long stretches of no gaming that they can get done because they have to work so hard. And the vast majority of them, um, like I know a guy that, uh, works on uh, environmental design for Call of Duty. Right. Um, and old Call of Duty, and then more recently works with Titanfall. And when he's in crunch time, he's not doing a lot of gaming. And then when he's out of crunch time, he's doing a shitload of gaming. And he's got the things that he likes, but like once he's in the middle of a deadline-type situation, like he's just not online ever. See, uh, 
And then the guy that I know that works in the fighting game industry, he plays a shitload of fighting games. So I know, and he's been doing it since he was like 16. But, I mean, he he does he can destroy with just about any character because, well, he knows all the ins and outs. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I On one hand, I would really love to be able to, you know, to point at a game, uh, especially if the game is successful and say, I had a major part in that. Honestly, if I had a choice to pick, and I don't know exactly how well they pay at every level, I'd probably work for NetherRealm. Yeah. Not even joking. Like, everything I know about the inside from that, just there's doesn't seem to be a lot of drawbacks, and it seems like a really cool company to work for. Right. Right. I mean, mean, it'd have to be them or, like, Devolver, because... Oh, God. Devolver, well... All I know about Devolver is I know that the press people are pretty amazing, and if you go a few epi- a few more than a few episodes back, two years back, uh, one of the Devolver reps did an intro for the show. Um, just <laughs> it was <laughs> what wasn't it the uh, what's the fucking dick game? It was uh, fucking uh, penis jousting or whatever the fuck it was. Genital jousting. Genital jousting. That's what it, it was. Is. In early access. <laughs> Genital jousting. Fucking uh, and. I let him ham it up on the fucking intro. He was pretty funny. Those guys were genuinely into games. And I remember them trolling me and Holly a little bit because I was talking about liking playing Enter the Gungeon. And I was making progress. He's like, why the hell would you play that game? That game's fucking hard. He's like, you die all the fucking time. Who wants to do that to themselves? He's like, you need to play Ruiner. He's like, that game's hard, but you'll make progress. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, just the genuine sense of humor that I got from those guys and the crazy shit they do for E3, with it, especially with it being a small developer. Um, I'm gonna, We're going to go all over the place during this, but, like, I recently got... I'm going to try something that's not premium. What? So I got a Windows Mixed Reality <laughs> headset for 150 bucks. Holy balls. Um, Amazon had, like, a flash sale um, yesterday, and I was in the middle of... It's the middle of waiting on a response that was taking an hour at work, and I had literally nothing else to do. And so I was waiting on a response from somebody, and I really genuinely didn't have anything to do. I took a break, and I ran across an article that was talking about some of the Windows Mixed Reality headsets going on sale. And I was looking at Lenovo's Mixed Reality headset. It's like, I don't want anything from Lenovo ever. And it didn't have bad (laughs) reviews, but I just can't. It's 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 like Mad Cats, man. Like I don't want to. It just has such a reputation. I just I can't do it. We, we dug so much on Mad Cats, but I mean everybody's everybody. Everybody's, everybody's had a cheap had ass one. Mad Cats controller that broke in two months. Of course, everybody had the Mad Cats controller that they let the oh, yeah. you know, that player two use because you knew it was subpar. Yeah, or but, even before Mad Cats, remember Pelican? Oh god, uh, yeah, that did the Nintendo controllers. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far, how long actually they did Pelican. some of the original Pelican. Xbox controllers. Did they do oh some flight God. sticks too? Yeah, they, it, but I gotta say, like with the, the best, turbo switch, man, the best like third party controller I ever had was Logitech made this large ass fucking controller for uh, wireless controller for the original Xbox. Uh-huh. That fucker was sweet. <laughs> it was huge, but man, it worked well. I I, I remember. Fucking talking about old fucking like. I think I still have that somewhere. Old fucking controllers, right? I I ended up picking up. A, it was a fuck. I I think it was actually a Mad Cat's. I'm ninety percent sure. But I can tell I just struck a nerve. It was uh, it was a 
USB uh, controller and I wanted to play games on my fucking, you know, on my computer, right? But its gimmick was that it had, instead of, like, a grip, like, most of the fucking ones now have, like, these textured grips and whatever, its gimmick was that it had fans for your palms. Oh, I remember this fucking controller. So you you could flip it on and and it would have a, a, a palm cooling fan so that your sweaty palms could get cooled while you're playing intense yeah. video games. So right? when he showed me this controller, it's after he had it for a couple of years. <laughs> he plugged this fucker in and it sounded like a 747 taking off and it didn't <laughs> even blow any air on your no, palms. It, it was just. just it was just it like just a, roared. It was just this little cic- uh, uh, cyclical motor that just like you know barely, barely puffed. But man, it sounded like it was going to take off, right? <laughs> I, I remember having this, and of course, you know, hey, it's a fucking controller. It it worked fairly decently. Uh, it, it ended up dying because the fucking fan shorted out and started shocking the shit out of my palms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's not even that sweaty. Uh, <laughs> it was like, all right, do I play games? Zap. Fuck. No, I don't want to play fucking video games nowadays. I'm just going to go outside. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Now you can just plug in your PlayStation 4 controller or your Xbox One controller yeah, directly no. into your fucking PC with a USB cable and go. Well, and where this weird rabbit hole led me is I started looking at other Windows Mixed Reality headsets, and I was like, what's Mixed Reality? And I was like, oh, it's basically the branding of VR that's Windows 10 compatible with the uh, creator's update. And found that there are several headsets, and they're all cheaper than um, a lot of, you know, a Vive and a Rift, right? And the big, I want to say gimmick or big draw for Windows Mixed Reality is they don't use light boxes. It's uh, accelerometers and front-facing cameras on your headset um, so that you don't have to have a uh, the light box set up, right? Um, and last year, these things were pretty expensive, and there was nothing you could do with them, which is why they didn't really catch on. There was literally nothing you could do with a Windows Mixed Reality headset. Steam uh, and a lot of the VR creators kind of saw some potential here, and now there are... If to know for sure something's reliably works with it, there is an icon on Steam next to the VR games that shows Windows Mixed Reality compatible, and essentially most of the Vive games work with it. So I was like, okay, well I wouldn't pay three ninety nine, but I will pay a hundred and fifty dollars for this. So oh, it was Christmas for me. I'd just gotten some Christmas money. I didn't really know what to spend on it. Spend with it. So I bought Darksiders three, which I don't know that I'm gonna get to before game of the year. Yeah. Um. But I said, well, I've got a little bit of Christmas money from the parents. I'm going to buy myself something. Um, and I got that Windows Mixed Reality headset for that's made by Acer um, because I trust Acer over Lenovo. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't going to do Lenovo. wasn't going to do the HP version, which was or the Samsung one was the same price as a Vive. So yeah. I was like, uh, Samsung, sorry you can eat a dick because I'm already getting something that's kind of feels a little bit third party here. Right, um, and I can't afford four hundred dollars on a Vive or on an Oculus, or five hundred on a wait, it's four hundred on an Oculus, five hundred on a Vive. So I went ahead and took the plunge on my free two day shipping on Amazon, and I will have it tomorrow. Sweet. Um, and then Steam family sharing is letting me family share with uh, one other person, and we are going to play some VR. Sweet. So next week uh, we'll be talking some VR shit because that's what I'll be doing. But beyond that, 
Did either of you guys do anything interesting for Christmas? Oh, Christmas. You know what? I <coughs> I made it through. I I persevered. I did not hear one Christmas song the entire season. It was blissful. Bah, it was bug. fucking I'm going to punch you right in your face, you oh, dick. Why? <laughs> Christmas. All right, so. <laughs> eat a dick. God damn it. It's hey, like man. fucking a hey, couple days hey, afterwards hey. and you have to I fucking sing to me. I understand you're Mr. Scrooge, but am, you can't hate on some bang. I am fucking, I am not only fucking Scrooge, I am like fu- the Scrooge and the fucking Grinch had a baby and I'm just like this mean green motherfucker. <laughs> well, I was going to say, my ex took my tree, and I didn't want to spend $200 on a tree, so I have a lighted wreath out there. I, I, I didn't even have that. Fuck so that I should plug that back in when we hit break. And oh, about fuck, that. You. <laughs> I, fuck I, you. I fucking love Christmas. I, I, I will. Everything about Christmas. I will say this. I, I still enjoy Christmas to a certain extent, but I am with Rusty on the Christmas music for the most part. I can oh, only handle God. so much. And most of that comes from working in retail for years. See, I, I I have the non the the luck of never having to work proper retail. I've worked fast food, but I've never worked retail. I fucking oh, dude, wor- having to listen to the same Christmas songs over and over and over again from the day after Thanksgiving until fucking until New Year's. Well, it it blissfully stops on the radio. The day after Christmas. Right. I've been listening to Christmas classics while I play video games for like the last week and a half. Oh, God. Um, Why would you do that to yourself? It is the season. Oh, my God. I have a very select list of Christmas songs. I have a very select list of metal that I listen to instead. <laughs> um, I mean, I was listening to what I called I, Christmas metal too, but it's not has nothing to do with Christmas. I can uh, tell you, I was listening to Flesh God Apocalypse, so <laughs> which is basically an orchestra behind a metal band, right? Um, I, and it felt very, uh, very uh, what festive. Would you, festive is a good yeah, word. Festive. Thank you. It's amazing. I, I can tell you, it's only about eight songs long, and it is only certain artists, and most of those are original artists from like the forties, fifties, and sixties, and. God damn it! I am not listening to InSync's version of uh, fucking. I'm not going to listen to any contemporary I mean, Christmas, or like, like contemporary Christmas music at all. No, I'm not even listening to Mariah Carey's version of. No, you got to you got to go forty years back. No, yeah, no, yeah. yeah I the, won't the even classics are exactly anymore. what I'm going to listen no. to. It, it's got to be original arrangements. It, it basically it's like Bing Crosby. It's Nat King Cole, and it's not Christmas Country. Uh, yeah, no, it's got to be no. old. Oh my God! All of that, really all old. of it, all of it, really old. So, all of the uh, did you the do Christmas any... classics? Is so, just, just so, uh, Mr. Grinch, fuck off, fuck off, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Yes, sir. So, how was your week? My week. Your mean one, Mr. Mr. Grinch. See, <laughs> see. Of all the Christmas, uh, so, uh, of all the Christmas shit, you right? You really are a heel. Of all the Christmas things in 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 existence, if you watch just the first half 
of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, perfect movie. As soon as he starts growing a fucking heart, the 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 whole fucking thing goes downhill. Oh, oh. but it's got to be the original animated <laughs> yes. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Not that fucking Jim Carrey bullshit. Right. You you're you're correct. You're correct. The original animated you know Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Jim Carrey and Mike Myers both ruined my childhood with pretty much yeah, how the Grinch bad. stole Christmas. But like I said, the first half of that movie, perfect. First half of that movie is just absolutely perfect. As soon as he starts growing a heart, he's dead to me. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I I, I spent uh, the majority of my uh, week this week, um, you know, gaming. It's been it was a light week at work, so I I spent a lot of fucking time gaming. Well, we'll transition to that in a minute because we got plenty of time to talk about game. But yeah, what w- w- what are you trying to get at? <laughs> well, Jason has childrens. Did you do anything fun? You know what? To be honest, uh, let's see. We did. My parents came up during the whole remodel thing, so we did theirs a few weeks ago. Um, so we did Christmas with her family on Sunday at her grandparents' house. Yeah. You know. Kids opened up a couple gifts. Yeah, yeah. Did you eat any good food? Um, food. Yeah. I I would mm. I would say yes, but I'm not a big fan of her potato casserole because it's a potato, and you know how to make potatoes, and nobody else does. <laughs> nobody. Oh, like <laughs> shit. I eat. She uses too much onion and peppers. I'll put it that way. Um, wow, it doesn't sound very exciting. No, it's it, it's not. not. It's a potato. And, it's not. and she does these spiral cut hams that she like bastes way too much Ooh. and glazes way too much, and they just make me sick to I my stomach. Can't so stand glazed ham, like I can't. I, I like savory ham. Right, yeah. ham is Sa- supposed savory. to be savory. You I don't do, like you it. Put sweet. that fucking you put that glaze over top of it. You ruin well, the fucking ham. For my me. problem is glazed hams like mess with my stomach like Ugh. real bad. Yeah, it's it's nasty. Um, it's just too much. Especially too you've been, lo- been it, doing low carb. It feels like weird it, candy meat. It makes yeah, candy meat. It yeah. makes candy the bacon meat. is the only fucking only sweet yeah. meat that I'll have. It makes the meat too I'll rich. Some sweet meat. Oh fuck you! <laughs> I knew that was coming. It makes the meat too rich, and it just it messes with my stomach, so I can't eat it. Um, So you know, uh, and then uh, we actually did a couple. We, my wife is best friends with her. Um, We spent Christmas Eve with them because the kids all get along real well together, you know. So we've kind of made that tradition last couple years. So we spent Christmas Eve with them. Pretty much had McDonald's for dinner. Like, yeah, that's the fucking that's the yeah. shit right there. Well, uh, I was at work all day, so you know, um, going straight over to their house. So, they weren't cooking, so so I did end up getting the care package. Like you know, mom sends yeah. me a care package. I feel like I've gained like ten. Did pounds you bring me cookies? I didn't. Sorry. Was she and she sent you a bunch she, of treats? She only sent like a little bit of of the cookies. She she knows I'm on low carb, but she knows that she needs to send me the cookies. So she sent me like 
about an eighth of what she normally sends me. She, you know, uh, she'll send uh, like the fucking knockoff Tupperware thing. That's you, like you did tell her the normal tub to, gets shared, right? Well, I I told her that I probably wouldn't eat them all, but she says like, I know you're on low carb, but I need to send you these cookies anyway wow. because it's a tradition. We have to do the tradition, and so she sent me maybe. Uh, an eighth of what she normally sends me, which I'm sorry, but I'm keeping for myself. Um, Mama, and I miss the cookies. Uh, well, I I know how to make them. Her, his mom and grandma actually put together want, some bomb sugar cookies. If you want a cookie amazing. recipe, I have, and this won't mean anything to anybody but you two. Um, I have the uh, Tabitha. Chocolate chip cookie <gasps> recipe in my email. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I got it for her when she quit where I work. <gasps> she said, I will send that to you and you can make that. I've made it twice and it was each time it was glorious. <sighs> oh, I need that recipe. Okay. Yes. So the chocolate chip cookies are like, they're these chocolate So much chip, butter. <laughs> these, they're so, uh, they're so good. And there's the, no uh, mix with this. It, it, instead of like being a regular like white cookie with chocolate chips, no, these are like buttercream cookies. Yeah, and they're with not chocolate flat. chips. They're, these, these, they're like little cake bites. They, they yeah. are. They, they stand up. They, they are hearty cookies. And I love you can, these. You can dip cookies. them in a cup of milk, and it soaks up all the milk. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, it is the perfect cookie and milk. So what are you making cookies, man? I don't know. I mean, you need to share. I'm gonna this have. I'm gonna have one more, one or two more cheat days this holiday. Actually, don't send me the fucking recipe because I will turn into a fucking. <laughs> I'll turn into a goddamn barrel. Like, <laughs> you know, so like we're talking Christmas, and I, I did want to bring this up because we've been gone for a couple weeks, right? right. Um, I so my uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh. my my family is very traditionally on my mother's side, uh, New Mexico or New Mexican, I guess is what you'd call it. New- Okay. New Mexican, right? So they're all from Santa Fe or Albuquerque or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather, um, so the Sunday before Christmas, my grandfather came over to my mom's house, and they cooked all day. Uh, and I went over early and helped them finish cooking, but my grandfather brought tamales. Of course. Um, chicken and pork tamales, and he made, like, you have to understand, the, the worth is in the girth of these things. They are, <laughs> they are. Uh, I don't, what is that? That's about, about a. A solid two inches across, uh, something like that. Uh, like about that. Like like good, girthy tamales, and they're about nine or ten inches long. Like they are they are big enough to fit in the cock attachment on a gimp outfit. Like they are <laughs> gigantic. <laughs> they are, I'm not inciting images of savory tastefulness, <laughs> um, but they are huge. And... <laughs> It just reminds the video that he... I posted some stupid video of a oh, uh, some some girl from the UK that had gotten an outfit from uh, from some website to be Catwoman and ended up being a gimp outfit. I thought it was hilarious. Not something to post on my personal page. Uh, it, uh, it, 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 I wasn't expecting it. And the, the the delivery on these things are just random and fucking like weird, and of course it, it just, hit my funny bone. Yeah, well, apparently it, a lot of people in the comments didn't like her very much. I thought she was fucking hilarious. I I, I thought it was fucking amazing. But anyways, <laughs> it's a video of somebody trying to get a cat suit, but it's a, a gimp suit, and it's a 
probably a middle-aged woman or close to middle-aged woman and she's pointing out the fact that there's like a 10-inch like cock attachment for the gimp outfit that now she has to contend with um but yeah it's pretty funny um so yeah so these are some pretty girthy tamales and then my mom makes some uh, cheese enchiladas which are the way my mother makes them which are amazing they make all this homemade red sauce um you've never had homemade red sauce and all you've had is from some mexican restaurant go find uh your local mexican friend who has a mexican grandmother that knows how to fucking cook and get real red sauce because it has, like, chicken broth in it. Like, chicken broth and, like, that's kind of, it's not a huge secret. Like, that's just the way I've always known to make yeah. it. You use chicken broth and you use real chili pods and you come out with something fucking delicious. Right. Um, anyway, so they made a whole bunch of this shit. Um, they didn't make persole because that takes too long on top of all this, so no persole. Um, but then they made, they call it New Mexico red uh, chili. And what it is is it's... Uh, I guess they're pinto beans. Yeah, they're like ranch-style beans, basically, yeah. in a red chili sauce with a little bit of beef and a whole bunch of custom seasoning that they've my grandpa's come up with over the years. It's something my grandma used to make when I was a little kid, my great-grandmother. So they had a, a fucking, like, huge industrial-sized warmer full of this shit. Of course. Um, and that was actually, mom was asking me, like, what do we want to eat for Christmas? And I was like, that. Not a turkey. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, we haven't had a New Mexico-style dinner in a long time, so if you... It's cheaper than a turkey. I was like, let's do that. Everybody in the family will like it. Everybody will like this. Let's do it. So they made that, and then I made homemade sopapillas. Um, oh, boy. So that was fucking delicious, too. Of course. Um, I'd never made homemade sopapillas before. Grandpa showed me the secret to how to ro- how to cut it properly and how to make them right. My grandfather's 80 years old and has cooked this type of food for 60 years, maybe longer, um, since he was a teenager, so I guess that's longer than 60 years. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, me and him cooked up a shitload of food. But uh, yeah, that was fucking delicious. And all we we didn't really do much of a gift exchange. I gave my parents some stuff. Um, I went to that American Solera place I keep talking about. You right. can't order anything. You'd have to be here in the Oklahoma area to get it. Uh, rated very high uh, among a lot of microbrewers. It is way expensive. Um, bought my parents a bunch of sours. My parents don't usually drink, but they. I let them try the Blackberry Year Two that they have, and uh, it was gone. And then my mom drank the other one by herself. Paul. And then Dad poured out the cranberry one, which serves two. And they were already through all of it before everybody had gotten there. Uh, so it made a pretty fun Christmas. Right. Um, of course. Especially for people that don't drink, I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> didn't do many gifts. Uh, parents gave me some money for things, which turned into more video games. But of course. Um, that night I spent some time with my girlfriend and her and her angelic daughter made me some, and I say this because it was completely unexpected, but her daughter wanted to make me something for Christmas. So she got on Pinterest and found a recipe for low carb fat bombs and made me some made from scratch. Her and her mother, her mother, my girlfriend knows how to fucking cook. Right. Made me these fat bombs that are like fucking out of this world. I will not, I might let you have a bite, mm. but they are extreme low carb. There is no sugar in it. It is pure cocoa. It is pure coconut oil and butter with a little bit of stevia in there. And it is they, the way they did them. Like it looks like I bought it from somewhere. It's ridiculous. Um, oh. Then I got a bunch of, she bought me a bunch of keto like uh, cookbooks for different things for low carb. She's like, you eat the same thing too much. Well, I mean that's that's the that's the killer about 
keto. Is, well, I'll uh, let you, you look through it on into a, I'll let you look through it on break, but it was a really good idea. Like she bought me some coffee mugs and then she got me the keto cookbooks because I need to make more stuff. She's like, I can't be over there all the time making you cool stuff. You need to have like something that's easy. You know, so I've got rolls or something like that. You yeah, know, it's it? like one pot, low carb meals. Right. And so she bought this book and looked through it and decided that the recipes were up to her standards. And then that was what I was. So she gave me the gift of cooking when she's not here, which is a good idea. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I got her a ridiculous purse, um, a Kate Spade purse, which I didn't even know what that was until I started spending money. And I was like, oh, my oh. God. I, I must really, really. Hmm. Well, that's a lot. Okay. Sure. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, of course, that went over really well. But um, I've got some cool mugs for it. But we drink a lot of coffee. So... Mugs are going to be a thing around this house. I got a I'm... mug for uh, for Christmas too. That see, the thing is, the seven days to die mug. Uh, well, I mean, I got one for mom this year. Oh, uh, I bought another seven days to die mug. You did? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you got me the mining mug because that's what I do in seven days to die. Is I, fu- you know, once I get to the fucking iron pickaxe, I am, I'm going down. <laughs> well, the game's not like that anymore. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay, but yeah, I got a, I got, uh, so the care package. You know, this year included the smaller portion of uh, of the Christmas sweets that you know that normally get sent. Uh, but I also got um, uh, I got my very first Christmas gift from my uh, from my nephew, which uh, unfortunately did not dis- did not survive the shipping. Uh, oh. It was a uh, handmade clay ornament. Uh, and somebody in the U.S. postal system decided to kick the box just in the right spot, uh, so it shattered. Oh, that sucks. Which that really, sucks. Which really bummed me out, but I ended up getting a snow globe with his picture in it, uh, and I ended up getting a couple things from my local hometown. Uh, you know, so Fireball was a thing, Fireball whiskey, uh, and... You know, in this little little town, they uh, they have taken that as a uh, as the official drink of the uh, of the little village that I came from. So Fireball when uh, Fireball Fridays is uh, is a thing, uh, and they go through a lot of cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> uh, I don't even like Fireball, but that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, I ended up getting that, and then Mom got me a mug uh, and a. Uh, a decal for my car that was, you know, Michigan Aurora stuff. Uh, and then I got a $100 gift card for Amazon because she doesn't, you know, when I, when I say what I want for Christmas, it comes out as techno babble to her. So I'd be like, I, I want yeah, my dad said, I gave up and I just gave you, I'm just going to give you some money. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. I will find use for that. Right. Yeah. And then I just, I, we did a really weird thing about my parents a bunch of alcohol and like a hundred dollars with the movie passes. Yeah, well, you know, um, it was all you know. My dad will drink it if it's like worth it. That's right. what it has to be like worth it. He won't drink a Bud, but he'll drink. I have a Megadeth beer <laughs> that he got me that I have sitting on my mantle right now. It's like I don't really. It, I drank it. It's okay, but I was like, yeah, I would like to have the, the Sid dude from Megadeth on, on my mantle on a beer because that's fucking cool, right? Now, the the hundred dollar gift card for uh, uh, for Amazon's probably gonna go towards a new keyboard. My keyboard, uh, when I bought it, it was a fucking Razer Chroma uh, Black Widow, 
fucking RGB, all the solid. You don't you know, like it anymore? Uh, it's starting to break, man. <laughs> it's it's starting to fall apart. Uh, the build quality for the Razer Chromas is just not there anymore. Uh, fair enough, though. It, I mean, it's lasted, what, two, three years now? It's been three years at least. If you don't care about mechanical keys, honestly, a fucking $30 keyboard well, will last you a while. Of course. I, I want the mechanical keys, though. The The thing is, is I want to transition to a different switch. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for... Uh, not the clicky kind of uh, of of key switches. I don't want to. When we first did our charity stream, it sounded like I was writing the intro to Murder She Wrote because every time I would move, it was. And that's the that's the other thing. I've got I've got the very loud you know keystrokes on mine too, and I really want to go with the. Uh, uh, I think the the Cherry MX speeds uh, are what I'm uh, I'm going towards. Uh, they're l- low actuation point, uh, low sound, uh, you know, key switches, but they're fucking expensive. Like anything that's equipped with the speeds are stupid expensive. So it's like $150 for a freaking you know, keyboard. Uh, but I kind of want it. And I'm probably going to end up going the Corsair route this time. Instead of going with a uh, uh, with a Razer product, because I've not liked any of the build qualities for the Razer stuff. I mean, it's uh, some of the LEDs have actually died on my fucking Razer Chroma, which is. Bad. I think Razer is an interesting breed, and in where some of the stuff you get is pretty decent, and then some is not. So I've got that. I guess it's their Razer generic mouse that I've now had for about three years. Right. Uh, I think it's called the Mamba or something like yeah. that. It's got two Death extra buttons. Death Adder, yeah. It's got two extra buttons on it. That's right. and you know everything else is standard, but it fits my hand in a unique way. Right. That feels very comfortable, and it's got the whole. There's a button to click for high DPI when you want it, which I never use. Right. But after having their MMO mouse and realizing I do not need an extra fifteen buttons for literally anything that I play anymore. Right. Because I had that, I got the molten whatever right at the end of me playing WoW. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I started using it a little bit with uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and then after a while, I put it up in my closet and have not touched it since. I've got an MMO mouse that's doing the same thing. It's in a, it's in a it's, drawer. It's not, it's, so, there's so many things on it that it's just not comfortable. It was really cool when I was, we were playing Star Wars Online or whatever. Right. And I was hotkeying it to different abilities, but now... I'm not playing those types of games anymore for the most part, and they're all most games are optimized towards a PC setup that aren't an MMO in a way that you don't have to do that shit. Right. So yeah. it doesn't make sense. I want a comfortable mouse. Well, I, I have such a – we have such big thumbs anymore. Like the the buttons that they have on those things – are you, tiny. You look like a spider standing up on all of its legs when I'm trying to do it because I <laughs> have to like hold this weird bricky thing and then like dangle my finger, my thumb down to try to grab stuff, and my thumb gets really sore. Right. And then I start using the side of my index finger trying to do stuff with it, or I will move my middle finger over and start clicking stuff on it, and it just gets really unwieldy. So no more. Nope. No more. This hands were not meant to do that. Oh. I've even thought about getting one of those things that looks like you're just like grabbing a can that's a stand-up mouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. And I kind of want to get used to that because I don't want to get carpal tunnel, and I get points. There are points when I play games now because I work on a computer all day that my hand and my wrist and my elbow get really sore, 
and I have to switch out for controller, which is why I play controller games too, because I have to keep switching it back and forth. Otherwise, I'm going to get carpal tunnel. And I don't want to be a 50-year-old person who can no longer play video games properly. Right. That's going to be bullshit. So, so the older at... you get, you need to – it's a, called a vertical mouse, and it makes you rest your hand in a natural position because when you're resting it in a mouse position, that's not a natural position. So resting it up and down like you're mm-hmm. grabbing a, grabbing your own cock is like the best way for it. <laughs> even getting one of the ones that just is stood up like that. Yeah, like a 45-degree angle. Yeah helps a ton i will say um moving on i i did play a little bit of um not video games but on christmas eve so the way that i did christmas it was sunday and monday and christmas eve i went over to my aunt's house and she has like christmas everything there but they didn't do traditional dinner like my aunt made these weird like ham slider things on like a glazed bun and she's super fucking crafty like they were fucking delicious and it it was it was a sweet meat kind of combination but it was the bread that was sweet and not the meat it was actually really good. Um, and then she made, like, fucking taquitos and, like, a ridiculous amount of cookies and all sorts of shit. Like, I got fucking sick. Um, the reason we didn't do this last week is I had the fucking plague. So I should have had a shitload of game time last week, and I didn't because I took off Saturday so that I could enjoy um, Christmas, right? Uh, or so I could do the party that me and Rusty did. We had a little bitty Christmas party where I smoked a bunch of. What did I make? It was uh, uh you it was did a, a, you did a butt, didn't you? Oh, I did do a butt. That Bert butt is no longer a thing. Like that, we ate the shit out of that. Oh yeah, of course. I, mean, I was worried, destroyed in the first like five minutes. After I was worried like, it wasn't going to be ready. tender enough, and that holy shit, that came out good. Yeah, it did. Um, that was with me finishing it in the oven, but um, yeah. So right after that party, I got really fucking sick. I didn't realize on Tuesday of last was that last week? Uh the no, week after was, the 15th? It, was, it was the week before. Anyways, I had the heat in here turned up so high that it was eighty seven degrees in here and I didn't oh. realize it. So I had a major fever going on and I ended up skipping some work, but I wasn't playing any games. Like I was making soup. My girlfriend came over to kinda of like try to help me out a little bit because I was really fucking out of it. And then I uh, my mom actually came over. I was like, Mom, I actually need help. And she came over and made me homemade chicken noodle soup. Uh, and I hydrated the fuck out of myself. And she said, you got to break your fever. So we're going to take off all the blankets. And you're going to freeze for a while. I don't know if it worked. It seemed to work. And I've been taking 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C even the week after because I just don't want to deal with that. Right. There's so many people sick at work right now. It's crazy. But all that time to me, I was like, all that game time is wasted. I can't play anything. Oh, man. That's, so that would be like the. Yeah. I will I transition to that in a minute. But Jason has been playing Red Dead again. I have. Uh, so basically, uh, Christmas morning, wake up, open all the gifts with the kids. My wife went overboard again this year. Of course. So. That meant they had enough toys to be fully engrossed in their toys for two days. Oh, boy. Two days? We got two whole days out of this shit. Wow. So, Jason played like 10 hours of Red Dead on Christmas Day, like 12 hours the following day. (coughs) Yeah. What did you get them? Just toys? Oh, shitload of toys. Man. You know what's cool about toys? Like, I, I was shopping for my nephew, and he's seven years old. So I went, you know, I never really get to go to the toy aisle. And so I was going through the toy aisle looking for stuff, and I was like, 
this really isn't hard. I was like, what would I want at seven? I was like, that transformer, that transformer, that transformer. <laughs> right. There's an RC tank. He's getting an RC tank. Oh, um, dude. Like, like I spent 50 bucks and I got him a shitload of toys. I was like, Christmas is fucking easy. I was like, I'm going to be the best uncle ever, and it cost me 50 bucks. This is Christmas sweet. is easy when it's just one kid. When it's uh, three kids yeah. and they're all of varying ages, yeah. not so much. Well, I wasn't buying an overload of toys, yeah. but like, but as far no, as picking toy- stuff out, like I literally toys just went in there cool. with the same mentality yeah. I had when I was seven. Yeah. I was like, "What's the most badass thing over here?" I mean, it definitely not Bumblebee. I ain't gonna get him that shit. <laughs> if we did not have kids, I can tell you there would be Lego sets that I would have right now. You don't like get Legos built- with kids. Like built, yeah, I mean, my DM builds Legos, and then he builds the trains for his kids. Okay, like built. I'm not stepping on them though. Fuck that shit. And displayed on a shelf or a bookcase somewhere in my house. Yeah, yeah. I am a Lego freak, but my my connection to Legos is a little bit special. So, um, when I was a kid, I did have ADHD, and Legos were part of my path to learning how to control a lot of those tendencies um you know because with being homeschooled my mom had to figure out ways to keep me actually engaged in my schoolwork <laughs> without drugs <laughs> without drugs um because my parents didn't want to medicate me that that was part of the reason why they uh homeschooled us instead of putting us in public schools and Legos played a huge part in that. Um, you know, you can actually do a lot of, like, math and science projects with Legos. Just saying. Nowadays, you, you can get a lot of um, uh, a lot of those uh, coding projects that are like that, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially with the uh, uh, Technics. There was, you uh, don't see a whole lot of Technics in toy stores now, but you can still get them online. With all the gears and shit, that shit's awesome. Um, but yeah, I just I love Lego. I if yeah. I could go to Lego Land, I would. Of course, uh, it's Kano is what I'm thinking of. The their uh, their computer build kits. Oh yeah, so you can build yeah. you know have kids build the actual circuitry and then. Uh, and then run programs on it, and then write the code for mm-hmm. the programs. Random announcement. Apparently, uh, girlfriend says Wet Thor is pretty good. Wet, wet Thor. <laughs> Aqu- Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> wet Thor. It took a second, but I got it. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about buying my mom mugs, and she's like, I can tell you who all the hot superheroes are since your mom's kind of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> she said, start with Thor. <laughs> start with Thor. Thor does Thor. seem to be a favorite. It, there's something about Liam Hemsworth and long blonde hair that chicks well, just fawn over. She just, you know, Jason Momoa is like uh, every it's, nerdy girl's heartthrob yes. right now. Oh, too. Yeah. oh yes. yeah. He he is the most wanted man right now. Oh, yeah. I, I like, actually, if you post a picture uh, of like Jason Momoa with like a handful of puppies and like girls would be putting that shit on t shirts. <laughs> I was actually uh, <laughs> watching an interview with him the other day. Uh, he seems like a pretty funny guy. Uh, like I a, actually have BBC as part of my streaming service that I have. 
Oh, yeah? You watching the BBC? No, I'm watching the BBCs, and, uh, you know, they do weird interviews over there, right? So they're always super interesting to watch. Well, they bring up the fact that, like, one of Jason Momoa's favorite pastimes with fans when they ask for pictures, it's like, especially if it's a couple. Yeah. I like, take a picture with, with the girls, like, yeah, hugging, hugging the girls. on him and shit while he's, like, pushing the boyfriend or the husband off. Like, right. Yeah. Or, or, or the husband or just the is in the picture, like, but he's kind of, like, crossed arms looking down, like. Standing a few feet away, like, looking all dejected and shit. Thing is, is Jason Momoa could probably break a lot of relationships just by being there. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, he's <laughs> he's like. I mean, uh, if I was outdone by that, I would be okay with it. I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, if you had to be outdone by somebody, it might as well be somebody like Jason Momoa. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, so yeah. I lost my girlfriend. That's, that's to my Jason girlfriend Momoa. to Jason Momoa. I'd be like. <laughs> Okay, you yeah. can't compete. I'm sorry, but, but the thing is, is I'm not even mad at her, and we're and and Jason and I are pretty good friends now. <laughs> he bought me some Xbox games. Yeah, he's, like, he's pretty cool. And he gave me a Steam card for five hundred dollars, <laughs> and I was cool with it. I was cool with it. I don't have a girlfriend anymore, but who fucking cares? I lost him to Jason before. <laughs> Well, this like is, this is this is the story of a lifetime, right here. <laughs> the, uh, I think the dude's something else because you know, I mean, he's he's around your age, Rusty, and somehow. So I saw another interview where yeah. they were asking him who his childhood crush was. Oh God, who is it now? Who is that? His current wife, Lisa Bonet. Oh, like. Somehow he nailed, like, you know, he managed to marry, like, his childhood crush who's, like, 20 years older than him. Oh, well. You know, from the Cosby show. Of course. Of course. What? Like, yeah. (laughs) Hey. Hey. But I... You know, I I'm with you, dude. If, like, my wife... If my wife cheated with Jason Momoa... I don't know that I could blame her. Like, not, not, not in the slightest. You just can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, now I say that, and like, if I ever got sleep with someone like Scarlett Johansson, I'd hope she wouldn't blame me either. <laughs> oh, but she would. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. My wife would castrate me and she'd kill Scarlett Johansson. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to see. I'm not going to say who it is, but we've already had this conversation of who our cheat cards were, and they were equally. It shows my age. <laughs> Hers was Dolph Lundgren, and mine was. I'm just going to say it, Christina Hendricks, because that's closer to my age. All right, I can actually. Yeah, I can appreciate that though. I can appreciate that like, choice. We decided that that was our cheat cards, and she's the one that brought it up. She's like, so if that happens, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that's kind of badass. I, I I, don't know that I would care that much. I mean, I might. If it came to a real-life situation, maybe, right? But just in the realm of never probably ever happening, or even if it did, it would be a really weird life event. 
Right. But I can't even now predict what the outcome of that would be. Well, just because it would be so fucking, it'd be one of those like lifetime stories, not lifetime as in the sh- channel. Because <laughs> that's, a, I that's went not there. <laughs> right. Well, that's like, um, what? I can't remember who who Crystals was, but I've told her from the beginning. I had, I had to have two. Be Jennifer Love Hewitt. What? Everybody's got their own taste, I guess. Yeah. Of course. Oh, I'm all about the others. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck? And oh, uh, and Jody Sweeten. <laughs> and now I'm labeling myself as the baby at the table. Yes. But yes. Who is Jody Sweeten? <laughs> Middle child, Full House. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. She's tall, hottie. I mean, not really my type, but I could see why. Oh, and she's my age. Oh, that's weird. God, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Oh, my like, God. then imagine my surprise when, you know, this whole, like, full house revival thing happened, right? Yeah. She shows back up on TV, and now she's got, like, giant boobs and... She's still fairly hot, and I'm like, damn. 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 Because, I mean, let's face it, Jennifer Love Hewitt has not aged well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, no, not, not at really. all. Like, not at all. But, you know, I mean, back then, shit. So you've played a lot of Red Dead. I did play a lot of Red Dead. How you're? Uh, how many hours in now? This guy, uh, I think forty-five to fifty-ish hours in. That's a good. But I've done a lot of the side quests too, and you probably a lot get... of the piddly shit. Something you should know is the side quests that you get from different people around camp will disappear. Like I was telling you, if you do the Dutch mission, they'll disappear. The yeah. side event stuff, like the treasure maps and those kinds of things, will never go away. Will never go away. And yeah. you can you can play post game with that stuff if you decide you want to. I know. Um, I've only done what I felt like I needed to to make money. Now have you figured out you really don't have to feed the camp like just venison every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you don't have to make that a, a thing. Yeah. I didn't no. learn that till about ten hours in. I was like, why do I got to keep feeding these fuckers? And then I just realized, oh, this is just kind of a sidebar thing. I'm just, I'll yeah. keep giving money and we'll call it good. Yeah, yeah. Just donate it, my it tithe. Just the side money. Yeah, uh, totally donate your tithe. Don't don't waste time on supplying the camp with shit manually. That's a waste of time. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of like the coach robberies and shit like that. I've basically done enough to earn enough money to get what I wanted. You, you basically, if you um, want to do that stuff, you get a discount at the fence. If you want to just be a dude bay, in the Wild West, you get a discount at the stores. And that's yeah. a better deal, honestly. Um, I, uh, for the most part, have, uh, um, before I hit the, hit the point I was talking to you about, I had, like, over three grand. And that'll be normal if you kind of follow the story. Um, you... It's not always worth robbing somebody for $2. No, it's not. Though, I would say once you get into uh, 
the southern area. Yeah. All the fucking raids are fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you almost get constantly raided just going out to do missions. And it, there was a point where it got kind of annoying because it felt like the there were a couple times the game raided me and it it's like 12, 12 guys <coughs> and I get caught without ammo in a shotgun and very little ammo in a rifle and end up dying because I can't kill them all fast enough with my pistols. Yeah, and there's no like reload to an early save point. It's just like, well, that's the what happened. Yeah, and then you lose like a hundred bucks because they killed you. And you wake up on the other side of a tree. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good moments in there, I think. There's some pretty fucked up shit that happened to you. (laughs) Yeah, and if you you just got past the point you have, you've been, uh, you're going to run into some crazier outlaws than you've run into so far. Oh, I can imagine. The swamp area has some pretty interesting people, and so does the mountainy area. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much done with the swamp area. Then you have you run into the let's call them the cave people. You'd know what I'm talking about. Not yet. You haven't hit the weirdest and craziest gang yet. Oh, okay. It's part of that last quarter that's worth it. Cave people. I'm I'm calling the cave people, but it it gets pretty interesting. That game goes some places. Um, some of it does. There's a big overarching narrative as to what what's going on and in- the the fictional analog for new orleans is pretty interesting oh yeah uh what do they call it saint saint denis denis yeah saint denis huh it's a pretty big town when it comes to those games it is it's by far the largest town you it's go a, into in the game a solid it, probably five minute gallop across the whole area it, oh, wow. it's very late 1800s industrial town okay or not town city sorry yeah city. it's definitely a city um and it's pretty true to form like as tight as some of the streets get you know buildings built up etc um it's really cool actually Really cool. I think interesting. That's uh, Red Dead's going to be a real fun discussion when we do Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. You, you to need to at it. least play some of it, Rusty. I have to play. Is that it's is that so really slow. all you play? That is really all I play. Did you open up your Steam Gift Finder? Um, so slow. No, I'm doing that now. Okay, this guy, Rusty. Oh my gosh! But the uh, I I will say that. I've been getting so engrossed in it that I can't stop playing it. Ah, the story sucks you in. I don't Red blame Dead you. That game is, is so good. slow. That's the problem I have with it is just the, the the speed difference between games is just so different. Everything's slower than what you're playing. Literally everything is slower. I, and that is one of my problems. One of my biggest Eventually, problems. Eventually, right you have to get over that and just allow the story to I am pull going to you have in. to actually step down in speed incrementally. Otherwise, if I go from the fastest game to one of the slowest games in the fucking industry, it's going to be so jarring that I'm going to be put off to the whole fucking Have thing. you tried RimWorld since 1.0 release? Um, no. I I mean, I have it updated on my computer, but I haven't actually played it. Um, 
though I have actually hit kind of a little bit of a wall. Thing is, is there was a point where I said, Warframe's not happening tonight. Uh, and I Was that only a couple to, nights ago? Was a, it was a couple nights ago, yeah. But just there was a, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can do something else. And this is this is the start of, you know, a healthy train of thought. Instead of being focused on one game, I, I, I'm starting to say, okay, well, maybe I can actually put some time into something else. Um, so I did. It's even, about fucking time. What's an even a step down in speed, though? I'm really curious. Uh, did you try something else? Uh, I'm going to have to actually probably play Doom again just to just to step down a little bit. Um, cause is Doom that much of a step down? It is. It's I a mean, pretty fast game. It's it's a pretty fast game, but that's. I, I mean, it's a good choice. I'd play Doom any day of the week. Fucking yeah, because well, Doom yeah. is awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I have to actually step down a little bit, and I think I need to uh, to get into an you know either another shooter or something. Uh, though the game that you got me, I did play for uh, about an hour ish. I think. Uh, so you ended up getting me uh, Grim Dawn because, and I didn't get you the full version because I wanted to make sure you'd like it. Right. Um, and you need to get through. Did you even pick a class yet? Uh, no, I have to actually get through the 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 first part of it. So I was in a weird, <laughs> so I was in a weird fucking spot when I uh, when I got it. You you sent that game to me, and I've uh, and then I installed it, of course, and then uh, I. I was pretty much done with gaming for the day, but that was one of the games that I loaded up right at the end of the day, and I said, okay, I'm going to at least give this a go. And uh, I I don't know. I, I was turned off at that point, so I didn't really give it a whole lot of a shot. Uh, but every Diablo-like game, and this is a problem with Diablo uh, or... Uh, Path of Exile or Grim Dawn, you start off as like this fucking faceless nobody with like a fucking wooden board, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and and you end up having to get to the cooler skills later, but it's the, the first like five hours of gameplay is just painful. Like you have to get past it because the game opens up and you get to see all of the possibilities and you can grind for the stuff that you want, but... Well, you know, Grim Dawn, the reason I got you that is because it's more expansive than Diablo but less expansive than Path of Exile. You'll see the skill tree makes sense because it's set up in a linear fashion on when skills are unlocked for each of the different archetypes, and you basically multi-class everyone, so you should pick two classes as you go. Right, and and I have an idea of what I want to do with it. It's uh, I saw the constellation system, and that's kind of almost sphere gritty. Um, um, it makes it's more of a passive point system. So what you should do is kind of figure out what kind of you want a shooty character, do you want a melee character, right? Shooty. Okay, so then you'd look at like pyromancer and wizard builds, and okay. then look and see what's a viable build. And then just copy whatever PDF that is that has everything laid out, and then just follow the tree. Oh well, if somebody's already built the game, no, there's you know, there's so it. many of those because that game's been out a couple years. There is guide after guide after guide after guide after different build guides. 
and you can reset points. So that's something else you should know. You can just experiment and then reset points. Okay. So you're not locked in. But if you want to find a preset path, you can do that. I haven't done that in a while. When I was playing it last earlier this year, I literally just said, fuck it. This game's not so hard that I have to pick that kind of path. Right. Until you get to, like, New Game Plus. So I'm just going to just, and this looks cool. I'm going to pick that. I want to necromancer or pyromancer. So I've got fire spells and I can raise the dead. And that seemed really cool. So that's one of the path I picked. Okay. And there's a couple of actual builds for that, but, like, I just didn't care about all the crazy synergies. I was like, I'm just going to figure out what this does. And if it doesn't work, the only thing you can't reset is Sphere Grid. So that'll be the one thing that I kind of build guides to. But there's a guide that kind of tells you how the passive points work so you can adapt it to whatever you're doing. Right. So there's, like, a certain path for ranged characters, certain path for magic users, certain path for melee characters. I noticed that there was, like, a chaos and something or other. There was uh, there was different kinds of constellations that give different bonuses, and I noticed that the the brightest star is, like, the, the biggest bonus of that particular constellation, and if you fill out the constellation... You get a full constellation bonus. And... Just watch. Uh, there's a billion guides out there, and you already watch YouTube and Twitch anyway. Just find somebody that's uh, got some build guides out there on how to yeah. passively build, and there's plenty out there. Yeah, it's I mean, a fairly popular game. Yeah, and I need to set some time. You know, set some time aside to actually uh, to get it. I like I said, I'm being fair. I I played it at the worst possible time I could have right at the end of a normal gaming session for me and I'm tired. I'm, you know, I'm ready to fucking go to bed, but I said, fuck it. I'm going to load it up to see what it looks like. Uh, honestly, what happened was, is Warframe crashed on me. Um, I'm having some problems with DirectX 10 and 11, uh, with, uh, with Warframe. And I've been troubleshooting that for about four fucking weeks now. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck the deal is, but I cannot play that game with DirectX 10 or DirectX 11 turned on in the settings. I have to turn it on to 9, and every so often I'll get a driver crash. So I know there's a problem with Warframe and NVIDIA drivers. That has to be, because I haven't had any crashes on any other game. But uh, but that was pissing me off. It fucking crashed, and I said, fuck this game. Well, let me see if I can you know play Grim Dawn, and I was already kind of in a bad mood. And if so. you're in a crazier mood you can there's a couple of uh filters you can download mods for the game where it just adds a like i've got one that makes the colors pop just a little bit more right um so i modded a very lightly modded uh a filter on that game so on, it, on grim dawn uh is, i seem it seems like it uh, the the color palette's not great uh, in that game, especially at the very beginning, because you're oh, in a you're in a little shit fucking like hovel town, and you're gonna keep coming back to that town. I recommend the filter for it. Okay, um, it's super. It's uh, you literally just throw a file in with the regular game files, and it's done. Okay, well, I mean, I'll give it a so try. Sweet at one of the look up Sweet FX uh, Grim Dawn, and there's like four or five different filters you can add to it. Sweet FX Grim Dawn. Yeah, okay. it's pretty easy. Okay, I mean, it it needs it needs a little bit of a pop. Um, not saying that uh, that uh, Path it's not as pretty Exile. as it, it's not as pretty as a Blizzard game, but it is prettier than Path of Exile. And what it Path of Exile is really grim. grim it's really grim. dark. Yeah, this is not as dark. Okay, but uh, did you play anything else? Um, 
uh, I have downloaded a couple things, but I, you know, this the sale for the winter sale is still kind of going on at this moment uh, on Steam, and I and it's actually kind of kind of depressing because I started looking at some of the games and I'm like, well, I don't really like any of these. You know, battle tech, battle tech, battle tech, battle tech. Uh, and and I thought about it. I I thought about it because I saw that you were playing a you know, crap load of that, and I said, uh, maybe I should pick up battle tech. Uh, and I'm on a random campaign, so I I might I might actually pick up battle tech just because you know it. I do like the Mech Warrior series, uh, and it seems like a game that I could get into. Uh, you, you really have to like strategy games. That's one thing. That's a must. But there's well, a lot of customization there. I mean, I play the fuck out of XCOM, so, so it's yeah, it's I, they're kind of apples and oranges, but they fit in the same genre. If that makes any sense, right? You know, it, um, it XCOM makes... is all about cover and things like that, and this is still about cover, but your cover is different. You don't hide behind things. You hide in trees, and you get a defense bonus because of it. And you, it's about facing. So if I've got an arm with a lot of armor and one without. I might use that like a shield and always face the right arm out and have my gun arm behind it so that I don't screw myself. Right. Of course. So there's a lot of that. There's a If you hit space now, it will speed up the mech speed. That was a big gripe by, I think, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Yeah. Well, um, uh, that's that's one of the games I'm going to pick up, uh, give a try. I did pick up uh, fucking the same thing that I gifted you. Uh, the uh, Jurassic World Evolution, which was the park builder game made by Frontier, which of course does uh, Elite Dangerous. They've, I mean, Elite Dangerous is their big, like their their biggest game outside of the genre that they're known for. Right? They're they're known for their fucking. Uh, other park builder game uh, was it uh, roller coaster or something or other? Is it tycoon? I think so. Uh, but yeah, the, they uh, they ended up pick, uh, I ended up picking up that game. It's got decent ish reviews, but I mean, it, it's a park builder with fucking dinosaurs you, and. I'm gonna try it out too. You know, I'm, I'm gonna try it out after we get through game of the year. Yeah, I I was going to uh, you know to load it up and see what. You know, see what it's about. I've watched some gameplay for it. Another No Quarters guy is at least one of the guys really likes it. Yeah, and a park builder seems like it would be, you know, uh, enough of a difference for me to actually kind of, you know, break the cycle right now. Um, uh, you should try Frostpunk if you don't have that. Uh, That's a city builder. Yeah. It's not an easy one. No. It's definitely not. Chill. <laughs> Is it chill? Uh, you're funny. <laughs> you're funny. Uh, I think if I was going to pick up anything else, uh, I would probably pick up uh, uh, another indie title or two. Uh, I've been looking at Celeste because it's gotten you know rave reviews. I've thought about Celeste. Um, How, you played Dead Cells? Uh, well, I've got Dead Cells too, but it's Have not the it kind since... of game. It's that not chill. I like. It's not the kind of roguelike that I like. If that make it, it makes any sense, you know, it's it's a bit more difficult than I really wanted it to be, um, you know, and it's just because it's That's, got that. What's the rogue luck you play the shitload of? Uh, fucking Rogue Legacy was. It's the one that's that, a harder game. Uh, rogue Legacy was way easier for me. 
maybe it was just because of the way that the you know that the game played out, but I enjoyed the fuck out of Rogue Legacy. Um, beat the fuck out of that game. See, I can't beat Rogue Legacy, but I am pretty damn close to beating Dead Cells. You know, it's oh fuck Graveyard Keeper. Uh, that's on there too. That was um, you know, that was <laughs> yeah. weird. Stardew Valley. Uh, that game's pretty fucking. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot about that. That's got to go on the list. Yeah, I got. If I can ever beat it, I got to add that to the list too. So I'm probably gonna spend another like thirty to fifty dollars worth of games here before the end of the sale is done. I will say, um, for anybody listening, uh, don't get we happy few. Uh, yeah. No, Game's I'd... trash. Yeah. I have bounced off that so hard, and I've tried to get back into it a couple more times, and it just is not happening. That game <laughs> is a huge disappointment. Right. I mean, I, I would talk about Warframe, but, I mean, I've talked about Warframe for the past few months, so... Well, yeah, I mean, I you could play. get back into, like, RimWorld or something. Like, RimWorld is just good every time. The, the thing is, RimWorld is probably a little too passive if that makes any sense um from for me going from a really active really fast paced I mean yeah you are basically controlling pawns yeah it is just weird fucked up sims and i enjoyed it like that game is good for when you're passively playing games like you know you can set your characters to do things and then only really pay attention when an alert happens i'm know? looking right. i'm looking to see how much mutant your year 0 is cuz i'm going to talk about that cuz i beat it uh mutant year 0 is what 35 bucks or something like that yeah um, but is it on the steam sale no it's not on steam it's not on sale it's Did on you steam check? yeah um if you have i'm going to say something real quick i played a lot of uh so during my fever dreams i was playing snippets of other games on game pass Game Pass is pretty good for indie games right now. I talked a little bit about Kingdoms Two Crowns last week, yep. and I got pretty far in that because that's a game you can play when you're almost dead. Um, <laughs> I played Ashen, which is not a game you can play when you're almost dead, and the, it was easy at first, and now it's in a spot that's pretty brutal, um, but it's still cool. Um, Ashen is a very good game that is on Game Pass for you know the whole price of ten bones, um, and you've got of course Graveyard Keeper we just mentioned, which is on Xbox Game Pass. Um, we've got uh, uh, Mutant Gear Zero, um, which I beat, which is on Xbox Game Pass and works just fine on Xbox. It's not that long of a game from what I hear. 15 hours is, I th I was trying to find my game time, but I think it was about 15 hours that I put into yeah. it the last two weeks. And it's uh, it's about on par from what I'm hearing on the internet for uh, for the length of the game. Well, for all of you Game Pass people, I think it's a easy snag. Right. Um. It's uh, especially with it being thirty five dollars on Steam. It's um, it is kind of like I'm trying to think. It's not XCOM. Here's what's like. Here's what's like XCOM. There is Overwatch. There is half cover and there is full cover. Um, the trick to Mutant Year Zero with every encounter, which does get a little bit samey, but it's still a fun game, is that you figure out what the patrol patterns are and you sneak everywhere. And you figure out what the first patrol is that gets far enough out of range of everybody else that you can attack it and kill it. And you build up your silent weapons to be able to take it out with the silent weapons. And then you use abilities that kind of help CC or crowd control for all of you non-MMO people. 
ways to stun or disable the enemy so you can take it down with silent weapons because everything else pauses when you get into a combat with it. And then you kind of just whittle things down until you're down to about three or four enemies and then you start the encounter. Um, it is all about high cover, low cover, getting on buildings and things like that and using weird abilities. Story's okay. Um, presentation's pretty okay. Graphics are pretty okay. Um, gameplay is pretty good. Feels really good. Um, I got... I could probably play it on a super hardcore mode, I think, at this point, now that I understand the mechanics. Okay. Um, I played it on normal and, like I said, beat it in about 15 hours, but I kept concurrently going back. It's like I can game for about an hour today. That's how I'm feeling. And then when I started feeling better, I went ahead and finished the last nine hours of the game. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, very much, like, once you get into combat, it feels kind of XCOM. It, but the difference is, is that you are sneaking around and you, so big tips, take out think roving rands of uh, roving bands of sneaking things understand that when you're in <coughs> when you're in a uh, combat encounter with robots emp grenades are fucking god of course um and you can use them and it doesn't break stealth for things around you um make sure that you circle the whole map every time you get into an encounter because you're going to miss somebody that wanders way off and then alerts the entire map as I've gotten through a few encounters that way, which was really fucking difficult um, to try to fight off 15 things instead of five or four or three. Um, take out low hit point enemies quickly and then work your way towards the heavy hit point guys. Most of the time you got heavy hit point guys, you're going to have... I tended to focus fire the high hit point guy first instead of the low hit point guy, and the low hit point guy wore me down while the high hit point guy was soaking it up like a tank, which is what he was supposed to be doing. You're supposed Supposed to hit the one in the dress. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the key. So uh, <laughs> overall, though, um, very Kill the dude wearing the dress. As far as Game Pass is concerned, if you like strategy games, it's uh, one of the best that's on there right now. Um, at the price of the ten dollar Game Pass, is super worth it. Ashen Beat on there is super worth it. If you're a fan of Souls games and with a unique sell that fucking Game Pass, man, sell I, it. I am because it's been. The biggest money saver for me this year, which is one of the reasons I have disposable income again, is I'm not buying a shitload of indie games at 20 bucks a pop. I'm picking up a lot of these on Game Pass and trying them out. And there's a few that I've picked that I was like, mm, not so much. I'm glad I didn't pay full price on that. I just delete it and then try something else. Yeah, see, and you were, you know, you're doing that nice. I noticed Mutant Year Zero was one of the ones that, you know, that caught my eye. I'm like, oh, I'll probably pick up that game maybe, you know, just to give it a go. Uh, but I saw that it was 35 bucks, and I know that it's on fucking Game Pass, and I know that Game Pass only costs $10, and I'm pretty sure that I can justify $10 for 15 hours worth of gameplay, but I can't really justify $35 for 15 hours. And that's a good thing. Like, I originally got Game Pass to try out Vermintide. I was in the middle of transitioning and trying to spend money more wisely, and I was like, I'm going to try this out. And I got that for Vermintide. Vermintide's still on there, and Vermintide is still a great game, and Vermintide is still a game I'd love to play with you guys. But uh, I'll probably only play it on PC. It's so it's so good. Um, but you'd have to play it on PC. I'm not me. buying it again. I've got good progression. Uh, and I've got people already that will play it with me on Xbox. Well, then you're just going to have to play Warframe with me then. At some point. I'm putting you that on. You have it. Fucking, you, you you loaded it up for a day. And then I lost interest and I went back to playing games. Son of a bitch. Um, 
But yeah, Warframe's not a bad game. I'm just trying to get through other things. Um, but I played more Pillars. I'm going to try to finish that before the end of the year. And like I was telling you guys, I still have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I'm going to say right now I cannot finish before we do our game of the year. It's too long. Um, it looks fucking cool. I played a little bit of it. I liked it, but I'm not going to include it in a discussion, especially if these guys haven't got a chance to play it. it doesn't make a fucking bit of sense. I'm too, too fucking Assassin's Creed behind. So right. Four. Yeah, you still haven't played Origins, and Origins is great. But um, more so than that, though, just moving forward, like I can't play that and I can't finish it. I'm probably, I've got Darksiders 3, but I'm not going to be able to finish it. I need to get through these other games, and I just got a VR headset that I'm going to mess with. So Right. Um, I'm... The game I played the most of, though, was uh, Seven Days to Die, which I still can't put on a Game of the Year list because it's still in early access. But out of all the early access games, the only ones that I feel like have done very well has been Subnautica, which wasn't that great until it really got close to 1.0. Um, and uh, what was it's the... It's uh, really good, though. I mean, yeah, it's just, that's going to come up, I think, on Game of the Year. Of it's, course it is. It's a really good game, and it's free on Epic Store right now, isn't it? Uh, it was last I, I checked. It was uh, it was. I haven't actually loaded up the Epic Store. You can go to the website, which and, is what I've been doing. Yeah, Super Meat Boy's free on there right now. Uh, but yeah, the uh, it was at least for a short uh, short period of time. It was you know Subnautica was free on Epic, and by God, that was a that was a big pickup too. Because I mean, the game wasn't super expensive on Steam, but I mean, I've had it for ages and. You know, we probably got it in an early access price of like yeah, twenty bucks, right? And, and super so, worth it. Yeah, I mean, I played the 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 really early version of it and got hooked. And it, when there was zero story, zero voicing, and shit was you know half ass broken. And you're going to believe what I'm going to be doing in VR? Subnautica and scaring the shit out of myself. Oh my god, that game would be fucking stupid in VR. I've tried it on. There's a. PSVR mod for PC that doesn't work very well, or maybe it didn't a year ago called Trinus VR. Uh-huh. I tried uh, Subnautica VR and then I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I was playing it with a controller. Uh, uh, so I will definitely try it with that. Getting down into the fucking, like, you know, the uh, the river. Oh, shit. Like with the, the ghost fucking, leviathans and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, with the fucking ghost leviathans. It still freaks me the fuck out. That game is so well made. Uh, it, it is like you got to put a pair they, of headphones on, and it's really good. They they really do a damn good job of like making you fucking scared of the deep. Well, I'm gonna talk, and I won't spend too much time because I want to have a break. But I want to say, here's what's great about. So this is from a I'm gonna say a Seven Days to Die fanboy, um, because I have almost it's my most played game on Steam, um, and it's still early access. <laughs> but laughs in Warframe. Yeah, but I've been playing it over five years. <laughs> I've roughly put 100 hours a year into it. Uh, <laughs> um, and not, I've put 20 hours in the last couple of weeks. Um, me and Matt started playing a game together. Um, he's like, oh, you're playing seven days? You want, you want to play some, I want to play some seven, days. seven days? So let him, me and him started a game. We played some of that. But I'm going to tell you, here's what's different about it now, which does seem pretty fucking cool. Um, it is a dungeon grind now. Really? So what? let me explain about... Here's the loop with seven days. Every seventh day, you get a zombie horde, and the zombie horde comes and attacks your base. Um, in between, you build up your base. You go and you hunt for supplies, and you go and hunt through different houses and things like that. That sounds really not really boring. But what they've done to change it up is they hired somebody this year to redesign all of the points of interest or all of the 
every single structure in the game on their vanilla map. And he has turned them into these small dungeon grinds. So every single house, every single barn, every single shed, every single property is now a dungeon grind. And this is in the novice game map? Yeah, in the novice game map. So what you do, now the loop is you're going to go in there and you're going to find like different recipes. And now the recipes require different things than they did before. You can't just learn recipes. You load them into your bench. Um, hmm. So everybody can use them now. So that's not part of your crafting tree. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's the advantage. And it took me a while to figure that out. But um, you build up skill points. That, and I know it was in there before, but it's now distributed in such a way that you really should have a spread. It'll take you. You can do it single player. Just take you forever. But you should develop a spread between you and somebody else of, like, he was going for bicycles because that's something you can craft now before you can craft the motorbike. Right. So we're working on finding tires, me and Matt are, um, finding materials to make tires, which we just got before we logged off. So we'll have a couple of bikes that we're going to ride in the town. Um, that'll be, it'll help us with our, you know, getting places faster. Right. That but, was one of the problems. You you could go do a fucking, you know, a run to get supplies in in the city, but if you're camped out where we normally fucking do is out in the out in the country someplace, just because you know me, you can see the zombies from a mile away out in the country. Me and me and Matt made the best of a bad situation. We're in the burning forest. Oh God! And what we did is we found there was a point of interest. There's this huge house that was really fucking creepy. I was like, Matt, this will make a great base. It looks cool as shit. Um, and I. I know that the real strategy to that game is build your own base, but they've got it. It's a faster-paced game now. So we decided to reinforce it with just what we used to know, which was wood and then some iron on some of the wood in certain spots. We thought that would protect us. And then we the upstairs had a pretty good spot for setting up uh, forges and all that stuff. So cleared out a lot of the upper floor, and we've got stuff set up there. Well, first... Day seven horde, like they just tear through the house like fucking paper. Of course. Um, they tear through all the spikes, they tear through everything. They hit harder on blocks than they used to. So they fucking ransack the bottom and nearly tear down the house. And they start to get upstairs during the last part of the horde, and it's a really brutal horde for seven the seventh day on normal setting. And we're like, Holy fuck, we barely survived. But it was really exciting because we really the zombie pathing's way better than it used to be. Um, if they'll go to the weakest point on your structure to get to you and then work their way digging through it. They don't dig under the house as much as they used to. Okay. They literally went through the house, through the weakest brick, tore that apart, and then all path towards the door. And when they realized the door was reinforced iron, they went to the steel wall and tore that down and went around it and then created a stair path up to the top. And then we had them streaming in and we were just we just had bows and arrows and pistols and like nothing. So we ran through all our ammo and then clubbed a whole bunch of them and barely survived. Um, well, I mean, that makes for a better game, though. That... It was really tense, and I was like, "This is that's pretty cool. And so we knew that the next night was going to be double for day 14. Right. So me and Matt said, we're going to build this like a tornado safe room. And so I was like, what we're going to do is this column that used to be stairs, we're going to wrap that in cobblestone. Because cobblestone's cheaper than it used to be, but right. it has 1,500 hit points, and your best level... Like scrap iron reinforced wood block has you're wasting iron A right and B it's only like 900 hit points and so you just wasted iron plus you only have a 900 hit point block that you're gonna have to replace so we said fuck that we're wrapping this in a double wall of 
um, of uh, cobblestone. cobblestone. And cobblestone now is literally dirt and rocks. Oh, wow. Okay. But it takes a lot of it, but it's literally dirt and rocks. So we dug the fuck out of a hillside and broke a bunch of rocks and made, we just wrapped this thing twice and then put the thickest fucking steel door on it. So they avoided the door again and went through the cobblestone. It took them considerably longer. And then we set that you can make wood bars now, kind of like iron bars. And we just created this hallway of death with these barbed wire fences that made them very slow. And me and Matt just stood on top of these iron bar or these wood bars and shot down and killed most of them before they came up. I wonder if the uh, I wonder if the pit still works. If I think it does. Okay, because that was one thing that I really wanted to try in the in you know in a seven days map is to is to build the death pit, the zombie death pit. Uh, well, it does some things that gate things before that it didn't have before. So now I'm going to give myself time. I'm going to try to get through the rest of this in five minutes. So here's what it does: um, the zombies hit about double hard on the blocks before like before they used to. Okay. So they can tear through anything except for cobblestone, which cobblestone's obtainable even day one. So that's kind of the strategy, I think, now. Um, the spikes do work, but and you get more metal from the nodes. So I don't know that there's a mining deep down underground kind of strategy anymore. All the rock nodes have mining uh, more iron. And so you get more iron the more you put points into certain things with mining like you did before. There is encumbrance. Um, you have half the spaces when you start. And you can fill it up, but then you start moving at a snail's pace and you run out of stamina way faster. Oh. So you have to put points into Pack Mule, which is what gives you encumbrance, essentially. But all those things aside, though, like a level 1 gun is as powerful as a level 30 gun, except that it has less mod slots and it lasts way less time. So you pick up guns and there's all these different mods you can add to them. So you could make a pistol, a full automatic um, extended clip... Like, basically Uzi if you wanted to. You can change out the firing pins and all sorts of stuff, and you just add parts to it. Okay. And then change the colors. Like, all I've been finding is mostly die kits, and the die kits give five extra damage, so all my guns are stupid colors. <laughs> because that makes sense. I'm going to paint my fucking gun, and it's going to do more damage. That's cooler. Right. <laughs> so, all that aside, we decided on the days in between after we kind of fixed our base that we were going to go on these runs to these different points of interest. We found uh, we weren't very far from Dyersville, which is the right. main town in the forest. And the houses went from being like 2,000 square foot houses to like five and 6,000 square foot houses with huge basements. And to give an example, they all have a set path. So you might, they're all completely redesigned. Every house is individual. So, like, there's this one house that has a garage that goes down into the basement, essentially. So, the driveway goes down. Uh-huh. And so, you go down through there. The Part of the, you know, garage doors tore open, and that's the entry point. And as you work your way through the house, you might go up this a fridge that's been knocked over and leading into the next floor. Wow. And there's, like, barbed wire stuff set up to, like, block zombies from different things. You can see doors have been boarded up and, like, literally boarded over to keep zombies in, trapped in rooms. And as you're going through... The zombies sometimes hide in the rafters and they drop down. Um, sometimes they're hiding in cabinets and they break out of the cabinets. What? Um, sometimes they're just hanging out like behind something. Like they've very, like they're all sleeper zombies now, so they don't wake up until they notice you. So you can sneak attack them too. But it used to be like lead them out and then shoot them in a big line, a big conga line, right? Which that doesn't ever work anymore. So you do have to get up and close and personal, which means you should bring a gun. 
of some sort, and then when you're in the house and you get overwhelmed, you pull out the gun and then cut things down to size and then go back to using your bow and arrow in your club or whatever. Well, it's good that they're actually making some changes to that because, I mean, I mean... There's traps, too, like in there. When I mean traps, I mean, like, I walked in this thing and it ended up being a false floor, and I fell down into the basement, like, two levels down. This It was like a cave under the basement that they carved out. And in, in there, there was like 20 zombies, and they all started like coming towards me. I was like, Matt, Matt, I need help. I need help. <laughs> and he drops down, and he's got, I got the, you know, the gun. I've got a hunting rifle, which is slow as shit. They've got a perk that I've been working on that makes your reload way faster. Right. And your reload while walking a lot faster. And like, there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like, I got extra headshot damage and fast reload and a bunch of other stuff. And we've had a fucking blast on these dungeon grinds. And at the end of the natural path, they put chests. So there's a chest, let's say like ammo chest or gun chest right. or shamway chest, which is their their food chest. Food chest, right? We got into a construction site, me and Travis did last night, and we went under there was a, a floor was the only thing that was built up and you could see they were building out the basement underneath, which is pretty big. And there was a cave, like they had blown the wall out and there was a cave behind it. And we went in there and there was a zombie bear. And, of course, I, I had a shotgun at the point, so I, like, blasted the fuck out of it because I knew zombie bears were bad news. It's like two hits and you're dead. So we blasted that, and behind him was a whole bunch of food crates. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He was the guardian of those crates. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you go through and you loot stuff and get more items, and you rebuild items and use those. And Like, you can craft stuff, but you do, before you can craft it, you're picking up stuff like loot with rolls on some of this stuff which has the role being like random attachments and mods and stuff right the, they've just changed the game so much it's such a the hardest thing is that zombies are fucking crazy now and really I need to just like spike the fuck out of this base that I got in single player right. but that can't be the only strategy now like I have to actively kill them to survive and even on the off nights I get the streamers like just come up wandering because they know I'm there and they call in hordes, and I've had just a random roving horde break down my walls at the radio tower base that I have built right now that has like a big, what do you call that thing, uh, uh, the the mass, the crow's nest. I basically have a crow's uh -huh. nest as my base. I built, stacked some uh, frames to get across, and I pick up the frames, and that's my drawbridge to the crow's nest, which is the radio tower. Just have a circle up there like 40 feet up. And that's how I'm safe on that base. But they've started to break the radio tower, so I'm going to have to continue to wrap it in cobblestone. <laughs> Overall, that game's like, the pathing's better, the animations are better, uh, the graphics are better. Um, everything's getting better about the game. And it's if you like that kind of game, that's the clear winner this year if you're looking for something survival style. It's just better than everything else. Yeah. You can play it single player. You're not going to get trolled. You could play on a server, but, like, that's not even the first option. Like, it is the best co-op survival game out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been playing fucking seven days off and on for fucking years now. Uh, and they just, can, you know, they're they're slow about it, but they're consistently making changes to that game. Right. You know, it's just... Uh, you know, and I didn't think I would even enjoy it, but fuck, I I played it you know quite a bit too. So. If you can, it came out when zombies were a thing. If you get past the fact that it's just the zombies, like it's a really good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you know that there are. If I can play it and it's a zombie game, you, that's saying something. You know, because 
But then again, I play that game a little bit differently than most people because I don't necessarily deal with the zombies. I I deal with it as a builder. Uh, well, and a it's minor, a, a builder. Thing. It's an excellent builder game. Um, it is the best adult Minecraft out there. Even though I am going to try Minecraft VR tomorrow. Oh, I haven't played Minecraft at all. Huh. And I probably never will. Yay. And we're at a good place for a break. We're at a break place for a break. We got a, we yeah. got a break. All we'll right, be back. we'll be back. Watching things and stuff and talking about things and stuff. Things and stuff. And it is time for the news News. section. News. News. And for just leading out with this, if you notice a weird release schedule this holiday, we're just like any other podcast right now that we are on holidays. Yes. Which means I'm going to be releasing another episode tomorrow, which you guys will find will already be posted by the time you hear this. Right. But uh, I'll be releasing the episode we recorded, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, because, yeah, we took last week off because of the holidays. And, and hopefully we'll have this to you early 2019, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. That's the plan. Soon-ish, TM. <laughs> That's the plan. Okay. I'll get it taken care of. That's so, fine. Rusty, you uh, yeah, so had a gripe about some beer, but it's not, not it's beer. It's not beer. It's rum, man. Fucking rum. Fallout 76. Just fucking constant constantly shits itself. Everything that has, you know, Bethesda has touched in the last fucking month and a half or so has just fucking destroyed itself, just imploded. I I don't completely agree with that. I think there's a sensationalism surrounding people with want YouTube views and Twitch views to shit on it. I I don't think it's as bad as everybody says, but the thing you're about to talk about is really fucking bad. So go ahead and dive into it. It's pretty fucking terrible. It's pretty fucking terrible. I'm a realist too. Okay, so maybe the game isn't it's not a hey, dumpster you, fire, you but to, it's still want, a dumpster. Let me give you the one minute explanation of Fallout 76 that I gave okay. to somebody last night who was asking about it, right? Um Long-time friend, but was listening to the show to fill out, see what I, my feelers were on 76. And this is how I described it. I said, when it released, definitely not ready. Um, when it released on PC, which is how you'll probably play it, was definitely not ready. Um, where it is today is content light and not quite where it should be. What sh- Bethesda should have done is either A, didn't put the Fallout name on it and just released a game like this to see what would happen, well, let's think about other games that are just like this. Let's think about Metal Gear Survive. Uh, that is a dumpster fire. Okay, yeah. Metal Gear Survive is a dumpster fire. They literally kicked Kojima off the team and tried to create a game in his universe and fucked it up really. It is way grindier than Fallout 76. Uh, Where Fallout 76 is on Xbox One right now is not an unplayable mess. It is perfectly playable. It is a game about survival. It is a game about roaming around a wasteland and having some fun with your friends and some co-op adventures. There it is. There it is. I was waiting for it. I have played it mostly solo, but Uh, but it it is not one of the cases where everything's just better with friends. uh, You're just going to stuff that pie back in your pie hole. uh, But we... (laughs) Is it a game I would readily recommend or put on a game of the year list? No, not at all. Um, what, What the game really... The game is basically Fallout Diablo edition without the Diablo story. Oh. 
and there are games I play without story that I readily enjoy. But it is, in its current state, I'm at a spot where I can finally say that it's done for me for the time being, unless Casey wants to play more of it. And that's because I'm looking for nuke, nuke codes. And really, the gameplay loop at this point for me is to launch nukes, go into high-level zone, kill things to get cool loot, and then kind of rinse and repeat. So, like, there's not a real good in-game place for it right now. So you are constantly launching nukes, which puts you you know, puts you back in the situation where you were in 25 years ago before the fucking, you know, the whole, the whole vault thing happens. You launch nukes, and then you go to the nuke zone. And try to pick up the the valuable loot from launching a fucking nuke, which is just like, it's just their um, way of creating a high level zone for you to play in with. Uh, okay, but you're launching a fucking nuke. whatever the case may be. <laughs> you haven't even played the game. No, right, right. no, I I've, haven't played the game, and so I probably won't ever play. That's the fucking that's game. fine. But that being said, and me being a Fallout fanboy, it is the worst. Of, no, it's not the worst of the Fallout games. The worst of the Fallout games is the twin stick shooter. Um, oh. that. Nobody knows about. We we don't talk about this, but the it's it's just not delivering at a place where a lot of games I'm playing right now are. Um, I still have sunk ninety hours in that, so um, I can say that at that point, for me, it satisfied an itch to play that kind of thing, and I didn't necessarily always play Fallout for story. The modern Fallout games I did play to wander around grab things and just become like junk diver 2200 like that's just that's what i did collects cool stuff and create cool stuff and kill things in cool ways okay so for that it's cool for everything else right now they have not done themselves any favors with press they have not done themselves any favor with how they've patched it they've not done themselves any favor with when they released it the timing they released it around red dead redemption 2 around assassin's creed odyssey which are both superior games in every way um, even Seven Days to Die, which is an unfinished game, is a better game than this. Um, but it's a better game than most. So let's move on to your rum story because this is a this is something that is notably bad, and I am not biased about this. So it, it had to have been at least three months ago, four months ago, maybe. It's been a been a minute, but I got an email. Uh, I, I get emails from Bethesda because I used to play ESO, uh, and. We should try that again. I've heard that's changed dramatically. Uh, if we ever get in that kind of mode. Yeah. Uh, it's changed dramatically, but not necessarily in the best way. Um, anyway, I got I got an email from uh, from Bethesda, and they invited me to, uh, to pre-order uh, the Nuka Dark Rum that was supposed to ship for the holidays. Uh, and this this rum... Is eighty dollars a bottle, uh, but its biggest selling point was that it was in a rocket bottle. It looked it looked like a dark brown rocket, you know, glass bottle shaped like a rocket, just like the Nuka you know, bottles, you know, from mm-hmm. in game. And I looked at it and I I was considering doing this because I know. Justin's like the vault boy, right? So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should get at least one of these, you know, because the bottle looks fucking cool, right? I, I agree right. on that. You know, and, I, and that would be really fucking cool if it was actually a glass bottle, because uh, to my knowledge, they don't have any good glass rocket bottle replicas out there. And this would be really cool to have on a shelf and stuff. You know, I'm pretty sure he wasn't going to drink the rum, but. 
you know, it would be cool to have. Um, but I decided against it because it was fucking $80 and it was a pre-order thing and I didn't know whether or not it was going to ship. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of sketchy on pre-order products and I'm even sketchier about, you know, pre-order games. So I decided against it. It's a good thing I did because holy fuck, they went and just did some weird fucking bad shit. It was supposed to ship at like the beginning of November, right? You know, first week of November or something like that. Uh, and uh, the uh, production of these bottles had some issues, I guess. Uh, and uh, I'm referencing some YouTube videos that I've watched of people who actually had ordered it and went through their entire ordeal of trying to find out what's happening. Uh, and eventually they did end up getting some updates from the bottling companies, you know, saying, hey, there was some production issues. We're working on packaging, things like that. A couple weeks go by, a whole month goes by, and they still don't have the product that they ordered. And this was as of about a week ago, I think. And I looked to see whether or not he had actually gotten it. And I don't think he's – I still think he's waiting for the product today, which would really piss me off if I had actually ordered it for Christmas. You know, because I would have wanted to give that to you, you know, you know, for Christmas. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, I'm 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 doubly glad I didn't now because not only did they went and uh, have massive fucking like shipping and packaging delays, uh, they uh, they sh- put out a short YouTube video of their packaging process, tried to uh, trying to appease the customer by giving them something you know showing them that they're actually packaging it, but in the process of of creating this video. They have created a massive fucking issue because they revealed that the Nuka-Cola rum is a normal corked glass bottle inside of a plastic shell in the shape of the rocket bottle. Really? (laughs) Yes. The, The actual rocket bottle itself is a fairly cheaply made plastic case for the bottle that they're, you know, that actually has the rum in it. And on top of that, they don't make the case functional enough to be able to take the top off the bottle and uncork it and use it to pour so that you can kind of at least get the idea that it was a rocket bottle at some point, right? Wow. It is, you know, they made the plastic case for the bottle just tall enough that if you was to try to use it to pour, you would end up spilling rum inside the case and you couldn't, you couldn't actually use it as a functional bottle. You know, it's just for show. That's stupid. (laughs) But $80, it has to be the best fucking rum on the planet for 80 bucks. Well, if it had a if that <laughs> bottle was made out of glass or ceramic or something like that. Right. That would be a collector's item on its own right. without the rum. And if they had just if they But could if they're wrapping the f- a cheap ass plain rum bottle in a plastic wrap, that's that's pretty cheesy. I mean I don't know anything about the you know the bottling company or, or or their actual liquor and what the you know what the quality of that rum would be honestly because nobody I, and, does and really <laughs> and and really when I when I was considering buying this 
I knew in the back of my head that you would never open it. I, you know, that was the thing. That was the whole idea was that you would not open it. That rum would sit there. Nobody's going to drink the fucking rum and nobody's going to buy this rum to drink it. Right. They're buying the rum for the bottle. Yeah. It's an $80 collector's item. You know, that's the thing. You know, so I wasn't even worried about the quality of the fucking rum when I was considering it. And I don't think anybody that ordered it was really looking for the fucking rum. They were looking for the bottle. So if they had just created a fucking quality rocket bottle about that size with the fucking words Nuka-Cola Dark on the outside of it and shipped it and it was glass or ceramic, like you said, with no fucking rum in it whatsoever, they could have sold it for 80 bucks and people would have been fucking happy. Right. People would have been fucking super happy with the product that they had gotten with no liquid inside. They could have packaged fucking bottled water in that motherfucker and people would have been fucking just fine with it because nobody would have opened it. <laughs> Honestly, like there's uh for somebody like myself and Trent, who's also a similar level of fanboy with this stuff, who's the only other person I've played Fallout 76 with, um, he got found uh, when the beer came out. Um, his girlfriend found the company in Europe that was selling it and pre-ordered a six-pack. And I've got one of those beers sitting on my um, hearth, right? Uh, because I thought it was cool, right? Like right. that's if I found like a Nuka Cherry in the Nuka Cherry rocket bottle, right? I would probably put that up there. It's, and that's the thing when you when you're ordering stuff like uh, the the Fallout branded stuff, you're you know even the beer bottle that you have up there is just a normal beer bottle with just Fallout on the label, right? But how cool would it be if that was actually a fucking glass rocket bottle? You know, and I, I haven't actually seen a good rocket bottle replica, you know, like a, a good prop, you know, something that, you know, that you well, see there from. Was a, there was a very short time they were doing. It was at RC Cola was making it. And I was looking all over Target to find one of the glass bottles for the Nuka-Cola. It was a Nuka-Cola Quantum, when, but it was still in the normal bottles. Well, I have a Quantum up there, too. Right. And I, uh, I that was that. a Jones Soda. Right. Um, there was a, I've got the Quantum up there as a Jones Soda. I've got the beer, but I, haven't, I don't have a proper Nuka-Cola. Right. And, and I'm never going to drink it. I just want to have those bottles up there. Right. And as my life gets more adult, like more of the game stuff will come down, but things like that will still hang around because only certain people know what it is. Right. So it, that'll be something that I feel like I'll be able to keep regardless of anything that happens. Right. You know, and, and I think back to all of the all the knickknacks and shit that my you know that my family has kept over the fucking years. Like uh, there was glass Pepsi and Mountain Dew bottles that uh, that were like fucking stretched, you know, and, and twisted in weird shapes. Somebody yeah. had actually done that, and and I know that my aunt still keeps those things. Those those are collector's items for her. You know, it's a weird collector's item, but whatever she wants to keep, right? And it's got it's got soda in there that's probably like fucking dog piss right now, but still uh that's one of the things that she's got. I was looking to get this because of the bottle itself, and I'm super disappointed that, you know, that it didn't come out the way that I, you know, would have hoped and super glad that I didn't actually buy into it. Um, which, you know, which kind of leads me to, you know, pre-orders this year. Like, 
pretty much anything pre-order this year has been cancer. It's been fucking terrible. This year's been one of the worst years to actually get into pre-order anything. Because yeah. if you're, you know, I mean, if you look at, you know, not to pick on Fallout anymore, but I mean, just the fucking canvas bag thing was kind of a big fucking deal. And of course, it got to a big fucking deal because the game was kind of, you know, also a bum pre-order as well. Because you're not betaing anything that is fucking two weeks from launch. I'm sorry. It's a you know you're playing early access. You're not beta. You're you're participating in a server stress test. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there was a number of fucking you know of things that happened this year with pre-orders and fucking <coughs> uh, additional shit that you know that just left people fucking sour to the idea of actually pre-ordering any fucking game. And my biggest fucking, th- you know, my, my biggest uh, a bit of advice going into 2019 is to not pre-order a goddamn thing. Don't put your money down for a product that you don't actually have in your hand. Don't put your money down for a promise that might be broken later. Except for Seven Days to Die, if you like that kind of thing. Okay, but so Seven Days to Die is a little bit different. You're buying into an early access for that game. You are actually getting what they have for the game at this time. Okay. And you're buying into it. And and Steam's done a little bit better of a, uh, of a job actually pointing this out to people. Because when you're buying into a, uh, an early access game on Steam, you're going to get a big blue box on the screen that says, this game is not finished. You are buying into this game in an unfinished state. You know, you understand that before you actually put your money down on it. Yeah. Well, and understand that I've gotten away from the early access bug quite a bit just because I have been burned by a few games. Right. And there is literally um, Seven Days to Die is literally the only early access product that I play frequently. Well, I mean, early access isn't necessarily a bad thing for most games. But you for know, me, Subnautica right now, was a really good early access. It was, it was a way better real access, though. Right. So it was pretty shit when it first came out. But, of course, you're buying into what they have at the time. And you could see how much that game has changed. I'll Starbound even say, like, was a th- another thing that, I mean, Wasteland, blew my fucking mind. The only other one that I played a shitload of that I super recommend was uh, RimWorld. That was a feature-complete game, much in the way that Seven Days was. He just kept wanting to add small th- changes to it. Right. Um, but there are other games that I played. I'll say, I'm not going to completely bash on this, but Wasteland 2, when it was in early access, and it wasn't an early access game, it was just beta access, Right. Um, was literally just the first two major points that you could point yourself in the game, and everything else was gated off. And so that was what you were playing was one of the two major decisions in the early game. And I decided not to do that because I, I wanted to go through the whole story at the same time. I almost hurt myself from wanting to play that game because I didn't. I had to play through a certain point to get to new content, and that new content was behind 15 hours of gameplay time. Right. So I really almost didn't end up playing that, and now I'm glad I did. Um, another game free on Game Pass. Of course. Um, super worth it. Definitely worth that. You know, it's 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with with the next year coming up, I'm going to pull up a list here of uh, of fucking games that are coming out, but I know that one of the biggest fucking games that's that's being tossed around, you know, quite a bit online right now is Anthem because uh, that's coming out early next year. Uh, and there are, you know, because it's an EA game, you know that they're going to be trying to pre, you know, pre-order that fucking game pretty hardcore. Um, not just because it's an EA game, but a lot of people are really looking at that game and seeing, trying to see whether or not it would be, you know, the Destiny killer or, uh, or something that would, uh, that would rival Warframe or things, you know, things of that nature. And of course, you know, looking forward to this next year, I would suggest holding off. Like in in today's you know uh, video game delivery you know systems, where you can get things the same day that it you know that it comes out, or sometimes preload games a day before, so yeah. that you can play it on release day. It makes no sense whatsoever to pre-order a game. You know, if you could spend an hour or two downloading a game or if you can go to a fucking GameStop and get a fucking, you know, you know, get a disc for a game if you really wanted the physical copy the same day and not have to really worry about shortages of, you know, of physical media, which, I mean, has happened in the past, but is not really that much of an issue nowadays. Uh, why are you putting your money down on something like that? I 100% agree. I think that we... Too often, you know, game retail has accustomed us to this the last 10 years, I want to say, and it really has failed to deliver, and it's given a lot of developers that easy out of releasing a game that's 80% or 90% ready, and it's that's a really bad idea. I think at this point, you ought to be looking and see. There's so many more people streaming and playing games. Like, it's way more worth it to watch people play it. Right. And then check it out. Or if you have a friend that buys everything, try it out before you play it. Because, right. I mean, I'm at a point where I can afford most of this stuff. But, like, the reason I got, I want to say it again, Game Pass, was to try out some of this stuff that was a potential risk many ways, right? Like, I think I've saved probably $200 of Game Pass at this point. Right. You know, you, you get an opportunity to actually, you know, play it. Sure, you don't have the whole... um you don't have many options as far as renting games are, you know, is concerned, yeah. but I think that's kind of fallen by the wayside. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of journalists out there, you know, and I, and I'm going to be very frank. You've got to, you've got to, when you're looking at fucking, you know, game journalism and, you know, and looking at reviews, you've got to find somebody that you trust, uh, you know, t- you know, for the reviews, don't just take the aggregate. You don't want to take the Metacritic score and just run with well, it. Well, and this was another year. This and last year was a big year for review bombs. Review bombs by individual people, and right. uh, that's a shitty tactic. Right. I mean, ba- uh, uh, Bard's Tale Four did not deserve the criticism. It right. Was getting. Exactly. You know, you you have to actually look at these things, and um, you know, a. Uh, you know, a popular sentiment, and I watch a lot of Twitch because, I mean, I, I have some free time to do that even while I'm working. And uh, and I and I see, you know, the the best, you know, the best way to uh, to go about looking at reviews and review sites and, you know, and reviewers is to go and find games that you like, five games that you like and five games that you don't like. And then go to those reviewers 
and see if they follow your thought pattern. Like if they like a game that you didn't like, but you can see why, then that's that can kind of work with you. But if they really like the games that you don't like for the reasons that you don't like, then why are you following their advice? You know, yep. you have to you have to actually kind of I'd say be careful of the people that dogpile on popular sentiment. Right. You don't want to have you don't want to fucking bandwagon anything. You want somebody that will actually look at a fucking game when they're not you know, yeah, when you have to actually look at, a, at somebody that's looking at the game objectively and not comparing it to something that they really, really like. Like, I have a problem with that myself, where I compare pretty much everything to the games that I really play a lot. You know, so, you know, I have, I'm opinionated, and that's kind of why I'm here, but... That's the... I mean, and I'm not even just pimping us, but I mean, we all have very unique views. I think if you... I placed I like strategy games and RPGs quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a shooter guy. Don't listen to me for shooters. I'm just being honest. That's just not. I'm not going to give you a good opinion on it. But when it comes to something like BattleTech or XCOM or anything, that's I'm going to tell you what it, how it met my expectations or did not. Right. Um, very soon I'll be talking more about VR as I play more VR. Um, I've got access to a pretty decent library of games now, and as VR is pretty new, I can tell you from a guy that does get motion sick what makes me sick, what doesn't, and how to get around it if you do get motion sick. So I'll probably be spending a lot more next year in the VR world, I think. And, yeah, well, you know, I'll probably, you know, be branching out from the hole that I found myself in here at the, you know, the last half of the year. Uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to be you know picking up some of the other you know some of the other games sure i'm probably going to play anthem but i'm not going to buy it like now i'm going to wait probably another day or two after it releases right see some you know see some of the gameplay and if it interests me then yes i will buy it if it's something that i can see that is an immediate fucking ea crash grab then i'm not going to buy it so, kind of moving along, was there anything else we need to talk about before we close the show out? Uh, fucking Atlas. <laughs> it's another. So, reason. tell me what you don't like about Atlas so far. So, Atlas. Um, Keep Atlas. in mind, extreme early access, <laughs> and I mean that in every sense of that descriptor. Extreme early access. So, Atlas. Uh, Atlas is uh, is the is billed as a pirate MMO, uh, and you know, it's a uh, pirate survival slash MMO style game. Uh, and if you take a look at it, if you look at the trailers that you saw on. Yeah. Uh, if you, you see the trailers that they put out for uh, for Atlas, you see like these massive fucking towns. You see a bunch of like people and uh, and, and things of that nature. But you have to really realize that everything in Atlas is built by people. Uh, and all the players, you know, all the people that you see in those uh, in those trailers are players, or you know, or beta testers, beta testers, or bots that they put in there. But they're uh, all of the people that are in there. There's no NPCs. Um, so yeah, you when you load into Atlas, you are loading into the island. Right. <laughs> and, and what do you mean by the island? So. When you load into Atlas, you are on the shore of an island, and uh, if you're loading into a public, 
you know, server when they stay up, um, you probably are choosing a very similar spawn point to a bunch of other people who are on that island. And uh, you are going around and you're punching trees and you're collecting berries and you're picking up stones to make, you know, your axes and your pickaxes and things of that nature. And uh, stop me when it starts to sound familiar. So it's built directly on top of Ark. Yes. So <laughs> me and Rusty had this discussion off show, but I was saying, so where I don't agree is I'm not mad that they're using the same engine. What I'm upset about is they're literally building it completely on top of Ark. It is. There's, you said, I think last week you were saying you can hit a button combination on the Xbox controller and actually pull up the menu for all the islands in Ark. So on, on day one of of this release uh a streamer uh by the name of uh, Mukeo uh, I think he's a Russian streamer but uh he was playing and streaming Ark at the time and he was going through all of the different button combos that you could do and he's playing on PC uh but he hooked up an Xbox controller to his PC and uh he was just pressing the buttons on the main menu of Atlas and you can get to a hidden option on the main menu that when he selects it, it uh, it pulls up the very same screen that you get in Arc when you're trying to create a you know a uh, local you know local game session a local server, uh, which allows you to change the XP of dinos, which was clear on the fucking screen that it was dino XP gathering rates and whatnot. And then, of course, the map uh, map selection was, you know, it had Atlas on there, and then it also had the center, the island, you know, the aberration, you know, you know, DLC, if you had that installed. And you could actually select them and play ARC from the Atlas menu. So what their place for that bothers me is I don't mind them using Unreal again to do this, right? What I do mind is that they're literally kept all the menus and everything else it's, and released that to the public. I think in an, a severe alpha test with your developers and you're like, will this concept work and I'm going to build some systems on what we got already, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're building this as a, a game with similar concepts but, you know, a survival-ish uh, pirate ship game with big monsters right like uh, all those concepts are similar to arc but it should it's not an arc game they're building but it is it is um then they really should kind of rethink how they display that to you like i really think you shouldn't have the same menus i really think you should have pretty different systems and and kind of innovate there we're not talking a difference between fallout 3 and new vegas we're talking about this would be like fallout but then we're making Metro, but then we're making Metro literally on top of Fallout. This is, feels like somebody, uh. It's, it's an, uh, so it's an interesting thing though. There's enough new systems in Atlas to kind of differentiate it. I mean, it, it could run off of the same engine and have a lot of the same UI elements, sure. Uh, and still be different in a lot of ways. I mean, the vitamin well, I, system in that game is, it's controversial, but it's different. But I mean, like they're doing, 
I expect them to use the same engine they're familiar with. It's the same people, the same content creators. I expect them to do that. Right. What I do expect them to do is use more original assets and use original systems. Right. If they're going to do something different from Arc. Right. And you were, you know, we were watching a, a short bit of a stream that was uh, that was running at the time, and you know, you had commented that the water looks better. I mean, the fucking water in Arc is just terrible, but the water in, in Atlas looks, you know, looks like a rolling fucking sea. Uh, you know, so there's, there are some, you know, some definite step ups in what they've done. I'm not saying that it's an entire shit game. I'm just saying that the, the first hour experience. To me, it's, it's not built out enough for me to want to play it yet. Right. And it's not necessarily, you know, it's not giving me a good feeling when I see somebody trying to you know, get into the menus and finding an arc menu that allows them to actually load a completely different game, you know, from that same menu. Uh, it also kind of, you know, you know, it's 60 bucks. It's a full fucking priced game. You know, that's what they're... They should go back to what they did with Arc originally. Remember it was, what, 30? Well, that's... Did we buy it at 20 or 30? We bought it at 20, I think. So... Arc originally, before it launched, was like twenty bucks. You know, it was regularly on sale for less, but you know, it's about twenty bucks. And then when they released it, they went to the dumb price of fucking sixty bucks. Uh, the, the game's worth sixty bucks now. <laughs> well, it's probably worth sixty bucks with all the other you know other maps installed. No, I mean, it. I think I think the base game is worth sixty bucks as a finished product. I didn't think it would have been worth. I didn't like they jacked it up, what, two months before release or something like that. That felt a little crappy. And that was kind of one of the biggest controversies with ARK itself. Now, I can't really shit on ARK. I really enjoyed that game. You know, I, I played the fuck out of it. And and just the whole sandbox thing is, you know, it's, it's another builder game for me. Like, I'm not necessarily overly over the top about the dinosaurs, but, you know, it allowed me to go collect resources and build a thing, you know? <laughs> that was that was the big loop for me. Uh, always the miner, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, seeing what the first uh, the first few hours of, of Atlas is like, even on the, you know, on the main servers, there's a lot of bitches that I'm not, not even going to get into, you know, in depth. But if you play on the, uh, the main servers, you know, claiming land in that game, is uh, is a key element of progression. You have to have land to be able to, you know, to you know effectively build your ships and have the tools that you need to be able to progress. Um, and I guess it takes uh, it takes time to claim land, and people can unclaim your land if you're not pro- there to protect it. And um, and that goes to the whole reason I don't play Ark on multiplayer servers because right. I don't want to get my shit fucked while I'm doing life like working. Right, and there's uh, there's the whole idea of um, it's an it's an island based map. It's a huge map, but a lot of it is water, right? So yeah. you have to find islands, and then you have to claim land for those islands, and then you have to protect that. You know, and then you can bury your treasure and do all the fucking pirate shit, right? But if you claim land on Ark, you could actually kind of claim a little spot on the island and kind of hide. Unless somebody was actively looking for something to, you know, to go and attack, 
you can, you know, build yourself a little box and you can kind of hide on the map and nobody's going to know that you're there unless they actually visually see it. Yeah. When you claim land on, you know, on the Atlas, then the whole fucking server is notified that you are claiming land there. So anybody that wants to be a dick can come over and kick you off the, off your fucking land and effectively prevent you from progressing. Yeah. Which is a massive issue, especially on games that are big survival, you know, PvE slash PvP style games. Uh, even in PvE, you can cockblock people on fucking land, and that's causing more issues on the, you know, on the public servers. It's like you said, it's the reason why I've never played ARC on a public server. I've always picked up a dedicated server, even if I have to spring money for it myself. I will pick up money, you know, pick up a fucking private server so that we can control the the different rates and be able to control who's on the fucking server and be able to shut the fucking thing down when we were not playing it, you know? So it, it's a it's a big fucking issue. But yeah, uh to say that our, you know Atlas had actually gotten a you know, a, a good release. It was not a good showing. <laughs> it was not a good showing at all. Well, I think we're going to keep an eye on it. I'm not going to be planning it anytime soon, but we'll just see what happens. Yeah, there was they were plagued with day one bugs and server crashes and things like and, that. And but... not a day one launch. Right. Um, right. I think it's a good place to stop. Do you guys agree? <clears throat> For the most part. Um, PlayStation and Xbox have both announced their free games coming up in January. Uh, PS4 owners can get Steep and Portal Knights. Well, Portal Knights is a VR game, I think. Um, And then Xbox One owners can get uh, Celeste from January 1st to 31st. Uh, And you're going to get these... Second half of January through the first half of February, uh, World Rally Championship Six. Well, I'll be picking up Celeste on Xbox. Game. Fuck yeah, that's um, that's that'll save me some money on PC. <laughs> and Perfect. playing that game uh, on an Xbox controller seems like the best place to. Yeah, play I would not play mouse it. and keyboard that. Right. right. So you can also get the Xbox 360 games, Laura Croft in the Guardian of Light, mm, uh, as well as Far Cry Two. And Far Cry 2 was not the best game. <laughs> I liked it, but that's it was, me. It was all right. <laughs> it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. That's the Malaria one, wasn't it? It's my second favorite one. Uh, it, it, the Malaria one and the Jamming Guns. I remember those two things pretty clearly. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we are coming up on a new year. Uh, so this is, you know, this is going to be the last podcast for this year. Uh, so we will definitely be looking forward to new games coming up. Uh, and, uh, I can tell you that this next year seems to be, you know, it seems to be pretty good so far. We'll see what, uh, see what kind of hijinks the fucking game industry throws at us, you know, in 2019. Right. But for, for now, uh, but also, um, Something I thought was pretty exciting for those people who, like myself, were PC gamers but have been regulated to uh, being console gamers because you can't afford 
parts to upgrade your PC. Hey, at least you're not a mobile gamer. Right. Um, <laughs> Razer unveiled that later, uh, first quarter next year, they will be releasing the Razer Turret, which is a mouse and keyboard set for the Xbox One. It will retail for $250. Oh, so Shit. the oh. Xbox is basically now a PC. Boom. But it's a very reasonable PC. Yeah. And very... $200 for a keyboard and mouse, though? No, but what if I can just plug in my own keyboard and mouse? That means that that's unlocking. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, the uh, it's being manufactured basically specifically to work with the Xbox One. will include features from both the Chroma... series as well as xbox dynamic lighting um so basically it's going to light up make pretty colors yay rgb yay honestly just to share two cents in a few seconds i've mentioned game pass so many times tonight because it has saved me a shitload of money on games i would be buying on pc too game pass yes game pass yeah game pass um so yeah, adding a PC or a keyboard and mouse to uh, to an Xbox uh, is it's actually kind of you know kind of well I've been waiting for it for a while. It, it's kind of overdue. the The main thing is with as many uh, games that are going to start being cross platformed between PC and the Xbox, I just especially hope- some of those being multiplayer, such as Fortnite. Um, oh, you being, had to use it. He used the fucking F word. If we're going to say that, we're going to say Dark Souls. Being, Dark Souls. Uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Uh, being a multiplayer game, yet there is definitely a difference between controller and mouse. As far as accuracy goes, I am, and being able to get that on, on the Xbox. I'm kind of worried. The, and one of the biggest cool. worries a lot of people cool. had... Uh, me included is if you pick up a you know, add a keyboard and mouse to an Xbox, uh, and you're playing any type of first person shooter, it then becomes kind of mandatory to be competitive versus the console right. you know controller. But that support is completely based on the developer. Well, you know the Call of Duty games are going to fucking have that. You know that that's going to be a fucking thing. They don't yet. And guess what? The next fucking Call of Duty, because you know there's one coming out next year, is uh, is going to have that fucking keyboard and mouse support. And you know that's going to be a bit. I'm going to fucking mark it right now on the goddamn calendar about this time I next year. I think it's just going to be a, a way for thing. them to get yourself into a multiplayer lobby with PC. Yeah. Uh, maybe. But I I I I can. I can just see it now. I can just see when that releases and it becomes a big fucking thing and console people who use fucking console controllers are just going to go fucking ape shit. Mark my words. Right. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. So, I mean, that's why I had... With that, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast and search for us on iTunes. Oop. Finds friends of the show, KBG. Find uh, For the Love of Gaming, NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They do great things. And that is the end of the damn show. Have a fantastic year. Look forward to 2019. Peace.